listening to Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, Sarah Ashley, Sean Moriarty, and Roxy Noberry. The holiday special? Yeah. I've not seen the holiday special. I haven't special. seen it all the way through. Oh, yeah. I sent it to all of you, I didn't I? I? Yeah, but I haven't on... watched all of it. I, 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 I couldn't watch all of it. It's two hours long. <laughs> I couldn't watch all of it. Guys, I will say, the Star Wars special... Is definitely Jesus. special. <laughs> I... I'm a people will know I'm a pretty optimistic person. Oh god. Like I will find the good I in almost the lighting of the movie was nice. No, no, fuck off. <laughs> I I I usually can see the positive in almost anything. I failed to see it in the Star Wars holiday special. It was that. You mean there's bad. a couple love gems. The there's a couple gems in there like the cartoon in the middle is really good. The cartoon was really good. That was the first introduction of Boba Fett in fact. Oh boy. Yep. Yep. Yeah, the animated version. Yeah, that, that's true. That, those bullshit special edition communist communist movies with their added scenes and adding added him into Boba the new Fett hope. where he wasn't supposed to be god damn it no good thing the cold war ended well, huh eric well yeah. folks we know it's early january now but for us it's the night before christmas eve it all and through the, the nerd cave and it's we are christmas eve eve thun christmas <laughs> eve and we are schnockered <laughs> I'm not. Which me. reminds Sarah's me like, about this girl. I used to know her name was Shanakra. <laughs> Shanakra. Shanakra. That's a new See, one. Don't Dave. Don't try to do the names. That's my thing. It's, I mean, you could have gone. You shine shoes and do yoga at the same time. <laughs> Guys, don't be. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Shanakra is like a form of like the downward dog, but your leg is up and like. No. <laughs> wow. Shanak- Shanakra comes from the Indus Valley people. Shut up, Eric. What? <laughs> it was the patron deity of movie going. Guys, I'm pretty you sure. See, I knew this girl once. Her name was Cylindrical. <laughs> <laughs> if you had ever seen that girl's vagina, you would know that the name was very fitting. <laughs> My lord. But I'm pretty sure. It was sure. like one of those extra large Christmas wrap tubes. <laughs> Just perfectly symmetrical and just boggling to the eyes and mind. I love Boog and I love Sean. Sarah? I just, I feel like there's something really important that we need to be talking about right now. And that is that Alex Winter confirmed that Bill and Ted 3 is in development. Okay. <laughs> Yay. Sweet. That, is, that must have been on the Nerdist, right? It was. Actually, he, he confirmed that it has a studio, a script, and money backing it, and both he and Keanu are on board. <gasps> that still doesn't mean it's going to get made, but <sighs> it means... It's it's closer than we thought. It's very close. And you know what needs to happen? If they can do a really good digital Arnold Schwarzenegger, we need a digital George Carlin, and you just piece together all of his spoken word work, and you could get the words... But, like, you need to, like, do, like, George Carlin's early work because, like, you know, his early work was very, you know, funny and stuff. And then he got, like, really political towards the end of his year. So, like, all of a sudden they're like, we got to go save the world. It's like, the government just keeps fucking you. And it's like, uh, (laughs) thanks, Rufus. (laughs) Well, you know what? Tis the season for remakes and homages and... And sequels. Nostalgia. And sequels and nostalgia up the wazoo. And fucking Star Wars Episode Seven. Woo! I swear, it is... It's just it's Star Wars and Christmas. That's all it's been for the yeah. last two months. What the Pretty fuck? Much. For Brian, it's for Brian. It's mostly just been Christmas. 
It's been a lot of Star Wars, let's be real. You can you go to Disneyland and there is a whole seasonal Star Wars theme in Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hyperspace Mountain. No kidding. Fucking awesome. Really? Well, Tomorrowland oh. is slowly just forming into Star Wars land. It's a separate yeah. land they're building starting in January. Yeah. Are they going but... down Toonland? Yes. No, Toontown? It's Toontown. And then part of, and then Big Mountain. Are they going to keep Mountain Rabbit Toontown. Not the, not, not the ride, just the ranch. They're getting rid of the petting zoo? They're getting rid, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. They're getting rid of the Roger Rabbit ride? No! Yes. Why? They're also getting that. rid of the petting zoo. The cow, well, whatever. But can't they just move the Roger Rabbit I love how Sarah... <laughs> the one person in the group who actually works with it on a daily basis... Fuck the animals. No. I want Bob I mean, Hoskins in my crazy it's taxi. It's not like they're going to be selling them to the dog food factory. They're going to find happy homes elsewhere. But I'm just saying. <laughs> they're like, not going to the dog food door. factory. Not yes. going. Jeez. Yeah, that'll be the new meat that they, the new awkward meat they serve right next to Indiana Jones. They'll be like, what is this? Those are the llamas from Toontown. <laughs> Get your goat skewers here. Get your goat skewers. Get oh your God. goat skewers. Uh, so do we want to put in the nerds on the street segment? Guys, we <laughs> geeked out. We, and we, 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 <laughs> we did something. We uh, did something very nerdy. Yo, bitch. It's so new. outside for eight motherfucking hours. <laughs> in my head, I just was thinking about in what, what way? <laughs> does the theory of prison <laughs> symbolize, um, yeah, Rundo, so Roxy was a trooper. She got us a space in line in front of the tech museum. And her ass in the motherfucking newspaper. Yeah. Uh, hey, I got the newspaper the too. High five. <laughs> I know. And she waited Woo. in line for us to see Star Wars. And not yeah. only did that happen, we were greeted by the presence of the Dark Lord himself. <laughs> Vader was there oh. with the Imperial Guard. And it was magical. Yeah. Brian, you know that wasn't him. Vader died 30 years ago. Fuck off, Dave. I'm trying to spin some magic here, okay? Spend your disbelief, Dave. I bet you it actually was Hayden Christensen. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to blend in with everybody He's else. He's just trying to make some money right I'm now. I'm going to be the best house ever! <laughs> uh, at any rate, gets old. We, um, our, our group of friends decided to uh, geek out pre-showing for Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. And we're going to share some of that with you right now. All right, guys, it's happened. We're in line for Star Wars. (laughs) I've soiled myself. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nerds on Film. I'm Brian Moriarty. I'm Sarah Ashley. I'm Roxy Noberry. I'm Eric Brickmont. Well, Papa D in the his house. With us is our, 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 really our family is what it is, yeah. right? Um, Liz is my plus one. Hello. Say hello, Liz. Hello. Tell them how much our relationship is, just means to you, you know? It, it I mean, means so much. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Just, she, She's my roommate here, all right? Back off, Roxy. I know. But um, speaking of um, roommates, um, I guess, well, Reed doesn't really count as a roommate. He's no, more of a, yeah. of a significant other person. <laughs> it's my boyfriend, Reed. Oh, do I have to say something now? Uh, you don't have to say hi. You hi. just did. You just did. 600 people are waiting for you to say hello. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so, Brian, should we tell, like, what, how this is awesome? The, the rule of seven? Can we introduce? Oh, wait, Vanessa. <laughs> Do you want to say Hi, it? everyone. Hey. 
Hey. Okay, guys. I told you you get on the show. Okay. So, this is Roxy. Okay, so I got here at like 11.30. Seventh person in line for the 7 p.m. showing. Of the seven Star Wars. Of the seven Star Wars. And there were seven tickets. And there were seven tickets. And now with Liz, there's eight. But that's okay, because the rule of seven is such an awesome rule. So it feels really special. I'm just really happy to be here. Hanukkah did just, just end, so. That? God, that's so true. Doesn't pan out. We go to the eighth person. Yeah. Oh, say, blame it on Liz. Just no. <laughs> this, is, this is just setting us up for the eighth movie. This is guaranteeing that we'll all be back here two years from now uh, at no Christmas spoilers. time. I'm not, I don't know anything. All I'm saying is, from what I've heard of people's reactions, the want to see episode eight immediately after this gets so high. That's awesome. And you know, I don't think we have a lot to worry about right now. It's at ninety-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, went down three. I don't know if I could watch it. So, I mean, that's still very high ratings. I know. I want the commemorative tin for fourteen dollars. Unlimited popcorn refills. When Sarah texted us and said that she was going to get like emotional about it, I immediately started watching some other people's reaction. Just hearing them talk about the movie, I started to become like very emotional myself. I mean, so just to clarify, when I said I might get emotional during this movie, I mean, I had a total Brian Moriarty moment, and I was just... I, you, you had a my dad stuffing moment? I had I had a Brian's dad stuffing moment. I was scrolling through... Shut up. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. I was scrolling through my email at work, and I just thought about the opening credits and the opening song, and I started to choke up. That was at 7 this morning. This is how I'm feeling right now. I am so ready for this. And now Sarah's been crying on and off all day. All day. It was really embarrassing in all my meetings. <laughs> I, like, Sarah, why are you crying? Because I get to see Star Wars. I specifically traveled to the forest moon of Endor and skinned seven baby Ewoks just to make the hat that I'm wearing today. Jesus, Eric. I know. You can't get the adults because the adults have knotted fur, so you have to go for the young. This is awfully elaborate. Wow. Uh, it's fine. It's better you didn't. Hey, guys. Hey, Brian. I'm just saying, like, we're one of eight, eight theaters in the country who are seeing this in an IMAX dome. Like, a I'm legit true. IMAX. Oh, Is it in the world? It actually be in the world. Wow. Even cooler. We, we're in the Tech Museum of Innovation right now. The Hackworth IMAX Dome. In San Jose. And what's cool is their projection booth is completely transparent, so we can see these giant reels of IMAX film, Which three giant slabs. Because we can see just frame by frame the movie in front of us, so we can tell the entire plot right now. Uh, and we also, we've had, uh, we had an amazing experience. We were, we were um, greeted by the Dark Lords themselves. That's right. That's Lord, right. Lord Vader and Lord Ren were both outside the... Don Donald Ren? Trump himself. No, no, no. There were, Kylo Ren was there, too. Oh, did he really? Yeah, and there was an Imperial, uh, Imperial bodyguard. Though Vader doesn't need bodyguards, so I don't know what he was doing there. And, and, the, and, the, and Emperor Trump was, was present in the background as well. And we, and we had stormtroopers in Santa hats with Christmas lights on. They were, were they affiliated with the tech museum. Yeah, they were all employees dressed in it, but they had full armor with like with like the mics on. It was amazing. Like the one year that like I'm not working here and like all this cool shit happens. So I will say though, that one scout trooper. I I know after the whole you know Death Star two blows up, there was cutbacks. There was people who they would normally let go that they probably kept on. I'm just saying he's been scouting a few more donut shops and he has rebel hideouts and I feel like it's time to kind of let He him. definitely had some extra padding. He he would make an excellent snow trooper. Yeah. That's true. Cold cold weather. Uh Phil <laughs> Phil I hate Phil I hate to say it you've been reassigned to Hoth. <laughs> it's fucked up. 
Sorry, Dave. It's a glandular problem. <laughs> oh, I have a glandular problem. Really? Does that lead you to eat an entire box of donuts? You shut your face! <laughs> you didn't see shit! <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so I think we should go around, maybe you guys already did this, but like, what are you most excited to see? I want to see Luke. I'm so excited to see Luke. Even if he's only going to be in the movie for two seconds, I want to see Luke. I'm like really, really hoping that Ray is as awesome of a character as I think she is. Future Jedi! And I'm super stoked to see BB-8 because I love charming little droids. It's just a thing. I don't know. When we were walking in, I, was, I pulled a Homer Simpson and I was like, wow, I can't believe Darth Vader is Luke's father. Yeah. <laughs> As we were walking in. Don't Wait, be a Homer. So what are you most excited to see then? Um, some father-son action. What? What the fuck? I was take two, take two. Some powerful woman action. I want to see ladies use the force, okay? So. I I support that 100%. Yes. Hey, honey. What? What are you excited to see? Um, I'm actually just super stoked to see it in this theater. Yeah, in IMAX? Yeah. Details so sharp. You may have a moment where you need to excuse yourself. I I like it when movies... She's not wearing have the little the little hidden bits that reference earlier films in the franchise or or brand, like when when Lost World had all those little references to Jurassic Park. I like that. I expect there'll be a lot of that, but probably not as in your face. So you got to pay attention to actually see it. That I think will be fun because then I want to keep going back to see the movie to see if I missed something I didn't see before. If there's a puzzle piece I could put together. Right. You you enjoy the moments where you rewatch it and you discover something you didn't see before. I like nostalgia. Question: Do you think? So you know how in Star Trek they had R2-D2 flowing around, like in the background of the debris? Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like there's going to be a battle scene where you see like pieces of like NC, you know, whatever, like the, the Enterprise number is like floating NCC around? NCC-1701. There we go. Pick your alphabet. Pick your letter. I, I don't know what the thing is. You, like, got, you got A through E. Yeah. <laughs> I got to say, Vanessa and I just got back from Disneyland. We saw the new Star Tours. Same, It's still the same Rebel spy business, but... Yeah, you go to Jakku, right? We go to Jakku. We saw the, the uh, Star Cruiser, the Star Destroyer crashed in, and BB-8 is the, the right. person who gives you the, the info now. Wait, it's not C-3PO? Well, C-3PO is still the pilot on the ship, but you know the little hologram that comes through? Usually it's Yoda. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but instead of Yoda, it's BB-8 now. And BB-8 communicates... I have to interrupt. We just heard that the doors are open. Oh, my God! Okay, here we are, and after the premiere of The Force Awakens, uh, I think that the tone in the room is utter amazement, exhaustion, shock, joy, motion sickness, um, sadness. I would say let's save the spoilers for the actual episode. Let's talk about our just first impressions, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Let's go round robin. So, I okay. What? No spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. So, I think there there, there are three things I appreciate the most. One. Oh, oh my God! Like the, our new lead actors and the way that they have combined all of the best qualities of every other lead actor and actress to come before. Absolutely, such good character work. Oh my God! And you care about them, even though they've been on screen 
for like five minutes. You actually care about them. And that's huge. So that's one. Two, it is, it's like nostalgia went down on you. <laughs> and, and multiple wow. eruptions. It's just, it's, I mean, every little bit and piece that just kind of paid homage was, and, and, and I'll admit, there were a couple of moments where I was kind of like, you know, it was a little forced, but I was okay. It was, I, I, was, I was willing to just kind of lay back and let it happen and see what, what was going to go down. Um, and then the end. So there's the bit before the end, and we won't talk about that right now, but there's the, but there's the end. And the end, it has... It, I have no words because of what it did. And now I feel well. Very there wrong. were there were no words in the final scene. I know. And is that a spoiler? That's a spoiler. I don't. Th- I, no, I, I I don't think so. I don't think so because you didn't need them. That's right. But there's no words in the final scene in, the, in several of the Star Wars movies. So words. I I I will say I appreciate I appreciate this sense of uh, that even though it's not the exactly the story that Lucas intended, I think. There's so much respect yeah. to not not just the actual storylines, but so much of the vision and so much of the of the tactics that are used for the storytelling. Um, that I have two, we're I have so two respectful. Quick, I have two very quick thoughts, and then I will pass them on. I'm sorry. I, this is so. First off, first off, uh, I do appreciate the the homage that was paid to the EU because it absolutely was there. I could feel little homages to the extended universe all around, and that was good. And that's fine. And two, J.J. Abrams. You do not know how to make a fucking Star Trek movie. <laughs> but my god, do you make a good fucking Star Wars movie? <laughs> I didn't notice I didn't notice lens flare. Did you guys notice oh, lens flare? I saw lens flare. Oh. I saw lens. She's like, I I saw lens. Lens. Okay. I it was so it had to be so minimal Here's that the thing. you can't I didn't notice it. I saw lens flare in the trailer of that scene with the with yeah. the with the with the with the beat with the, with the, that was in the trailer. There's a there's a big eruption. But I didn't see it in the actual film. Okay. I, I, I think my initial reaction is just... The word beautiful comes to mind. And, and, I, and that sounds so like, oh, it's such a Dave thing. But, like, you walk out of that movie and it was such... I think Eric pegged it on the head that it was such an homage to where it came from. Like, almost about, like, three quarters of the way through, I was like, this doesn't feel like a Star Wars movie in the traditional sense. Like, it, it's like this... It's become its own thing. And there's these great nostalgic moments that come through, but it's never, like, hammered home to be like, hey, it's not like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. (laughs) Right. Right, where... No, what I'm just saying is that, like, there was a lot of homages that were, like, winks and nods. But here, it it was done appropriately. It was done respectfully. It was done in a way that, like, progressed the story forward. And, Absolutely, yeah. And, and the, 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 the beautiful moments between characters, new and old, the, 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 the screen time that they had together, the, 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 we've seen it in the trailer, when Han and, and Leia reunite uh, was gorgeous. I, I choked up when, like, the maps coming around and like Han Solo is you know doing his thing of like I used to think it was mumbo jumbo and then he's like but it's all real and it's like you saw it in the trailer but like to see that build up <laughs> you, to understand the circumstances from which it takes place yeah is you just, pretty you just amazing feel like this just it's so great to see that character of Han Solo evolve and he's and he's got this depth to him that I think that 
was there, but like they 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 went further with it and they made him such an amazing character. You're killing um, Liz. What I'm sorry. You're doing with all your emotion. <laughs> I gotta say, her. the new guys, Eric again hit it on the head. They are so welcome. They are yeah. so great. They're so well thought out. Not one of them felt like a, a fucking gungan. Uh, and yeah, you could tell just from the way the scenes were shot and the way the scenes were composed. This is not any of the Lucas films, even in his sense where he's not even the director. This is a totally new take on it, but yet you still feel like it's still very much Star Wars and that it's an incredibly good Let's hands. Save the rest of the thoughts. Just, just, just one last thing. Hold on. Okay. And Sarah needs to talk, too. So, you, so, the, so the prequels, right, were plot-driven. Yeah. It was in the sense that, like, this happened, then this happened, then this happened, and boom, and then it's done, right? This was character-driven. This was a character piece. It, if you How take any you of those... Feel, if, it, if you take any of those characters out, uh, it made me feel great. Like, Good. the magic and the wonder of watching a movie. Like, I was saying, my initial reaction to, to, to someone who was listening was that I haven't... Gone. I haven't had this much of an expectation for a movie and come out more than just satisfied. This movie met every single expectation and then exceeded it. And at the very end, like, you're yearning. You're like, fuck! Two more years! You're like, God damn it, where's the episode eight? It's like you're watching Lord of the Rings and it goes like, hey, just stick the next disc in to continue the adventure. It's like, where's the other disc? Don't okay, have it! Okay, Sarah. Let's talk about my experiences with this movie. First of all, let me ask, are you all right? I'm okay. I'm okay. Let let me just go ahead and say this. You recovered. I cried not once, (laughs) not twice, but thrice. Thrice! (laughs) Thrice cried during this movie. Um, I will say that the opening credits and closing credits both earned cries, and then... There's a thing. There's the thing with There's the thing. thing. But anyway, um, I, I, one thing that I felt right off the bat is that JJ Abrams captured the tone. Yes. He captured the feeling, the spirit, the tone. Yes. He even captured quite a bit of the story of that first one. Rage. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which was okay. It was totally okay to, to kind of mirror, like, ha- kind of a history repeating itself sort of situation. Yeah, I feel like it's it's just like the history of the galaxy is told in cycles. That's, yeah. that's the impression yeah, I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I was feeling, too. But it, exactly, it was a legacy transition. So I felt like it was really good. I loved the balance of CGI versus practical mm. effects, especially when it came to characters and, and kind of some of that other stuff. I like... I liked damn near everything about it, um, and I only wish that Ray was around when I was six years old. Oh. Right? Yes. Like that girl. Like I'm like about ready to go craft my costume right now. Yes, you right? are. Ray. I, saw Ray you, I, I don't think. <laughs> on screen now. Everyone shut up. You know, I don't think we're spoiling much. And if we are, you know what? Fuck it. It's one thing we can we can have spoiled. I'm glad that there might be a female Jedi yeah. leading the yeah. saga finally. A, a main one. I mean, they had him obviously in the prequels. But I, 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 exactly a major yeah. character. Yeah. It's Maz Katana, right? Yeah. I mean, there was there was a lot to be to be had for female yes. characters. Yes. Indeed, really strong female. So let me ask from our guests um, and our fellow co-hosts and fellow co-hosts. I want to follow Sarah's point by saying I loved how this was a champion film for feminists everywhere. And yeah, by absolutely. feminists, I mean every one of us. Because yeah. if you ain't a feminist, I know. go home. We ain't friends. It's, we ain't it's friends. funny because... I don't like 
like you. <laughs> I felt like the roles were reversed. I felt like Poe was more of the Leia-like character. Yes. Yeah. Well, it started out as, all right, well, heavy male, male overtone, and then it switched, and then it became balanced. Yes. And it became so even, and it kind Did of said, fuck you. T- <laughs> yes, David. Not quite yet. But, Not it, quite, but yeah. it kind of gave the finger to just the concept or idea around there has yeah. to be one or the other, and it just became... <laughs> what Sarah's doing with her hand, which you can't hear. Really quick, though, I just gotta say this. Fucking Adam Driver. Woo! Amazing. I tell Sarah, I'm like, Sarah, what a blowout. (laughs) I know, there's gonna be more of it. He's got great hair. I love it. I was like, damn, What do you think, Liz? Liz? Um, It was amazing, and it had the same feeling as the old movies, which is like what you're hearing a lot from everyone here. Mm-hmm. Um, and can I just say, I want that droid and I want to take it home with me. And Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Read. Um, yeah, I thought it was wonderful. Um, how it harkened back to the old ones and then also not really to the prequels, but had <laughs> some aspects that I thought were a little similar, mainly in the storylines. Yeah. Um, but you did not get the feel that you got with the prequels, how it was so very forced. Um, it in was a bad way. In a bad way. <laughs> um, it, was, uh, it was wonderful. Um, like Eric said, or it might have been Dave, absolutely exceeded my expectations. Yes. Absolutely wonderful. Um, everyone should go see it. Yes. <laughs> Vanessa? Oh, okay. Um, I, I think I have to agree and echo everyone's uh, sentiments that it was very respectful um, to the the feel of... All the feels. All, all the feels. Um, and like, but at the same time, I came in a little guarded because I had been fooled in the past. Um, <laughs> so so I, I've been hurt before. But you let um, your guard down, right? Oh, no. I, in order I, for your heart to be completely shattered yeah so so going so going into this um you know i was a little cautious but i was very very pleasantly surprised and very happy with the outcome this is the first time and i mean this quite sincerely the first time i have walked out of a star wars movie excited yes yes because you moved during the book. I mean, there was... Okay, fuck you for a second. There were the special editions that got released in theaters, okay? But you know what, though? Maybe we can relate to the people in 1977. There we go. Maybe we can. Absolutely. I will say this. I haven't felt this way Mm. since I walked out of the Dark Knight. Ooh. That was a (laughs) feel that? feel that? We all know how Brian feels about that. No! Yeah. Like, 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 studious, like, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I just sing off the charts. Nolan, but along the same, Um, the same, the same verisimilitude. So, I I must ask. Let's juxtapose. Before we explicate the cinematic masterpiece. Do we have any final thoughts, Mr. Shaw? I love uh, you guys. Go this see is it. awesome. See it, see it now. See it many this times. Is so much I'm, fun. Real quick, if you do go see it in IMAX and go see it at a dome, take Dramamine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't oh, even pour that no. shit. This, all, yeah, most of that's just your nerves. Just lay back. Let it I mean, the, the, the image was a little distorted because it had to be stretched yeah. to fit a curved oh, surface. But still. I'm excited to see it in a non-IMAX film. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Like, I mean, not to say it wasn't worth it. All right. Yes. So we'll see you guys very, very soon.
And I'm Sean Moriarty. It's great of you guys to do that without me. <laughs> awesome. Anyway, since uh, I didn't get a I didn't get a chance to record because I was too busy ushering people to and from my truck to drink beers and uh, convincing the theater staff to let us have pizzas delivered and like doling out pizza to a couple rows of people that I I got a little too generous. Calls. Like I tip I tip the fucking Domino's driver like thirty bucks and I was like Merry Star Wars to all of us and like. <laughs> It was, uh, yeah, so I didn't have a chance to record myself. I will say this. I was blown away by the movie, um, and I echo some of the sentiments that you guys said there. But uh, now that we've all had time to process it, uh, it's about, a, it's almost a week after, and I think we've given everybody else plenty of fucking time to see it. We're just warning all of you. Yeah. It's going to be spoiler-filled. So oh. many, all the spoilers. Everything that happened in the movie, we're going to talk about it. So yes. if you minute have by minute. seen it. <laughs> who, wants to start, who wants to start talking about how they feel about it now that hold they've on, time to hold process? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Guys, we need to issue a warning to our audience. We are about to spoil the we, I just said, said that. that! You need to fucking I know listen. That. I know you said that, but listen, we need to say it again. All right, you know what? Fuck that, Sean. I'm talking to you again. Yourself. All right, put some crazy fucking alarm sounds. Um, I don't know. Just have Gilbert Gottfried screaming in the background. <laughs> oh, my God. Spoiler Star Wars. Spoiler oh. Star Wars. Spoiler Star Wars. I'm just saying. Conniption. We're going to give you five seconds of silence. And from that point forward, if you haven't seen it, don't fucking flame us. So. If you have not actually seen Star Wars, we're going to go ahead and give you that chance right now. We'll wait. Welcome, Welcome back. back. I love when we do that. <laughs> I'm still glad it's back. We haven't done that in a long time. I know. Let's be good to each other and let us all get out our reactions. Dave is vibrating yeah. like a Should thing I cannot mention. A vibrator? <laughs> We can have a talking silicone case. Yes. Dave's like, give it to me. I'll take it first. Okay. <laughs> oh, really? Nope. Was, wait, this was not democratically chosen. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, the fireball. Oh, the fireball. We're going to do the talking bottle of uh, fireball. That's fine. Um, <laughs> Dave saw it twice. Strong with him. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, so did I. So did I. Oh. Just throw it twice. out. So you get to go next. I saw it twice oh. as well. <clears throat> oh, Jesus. Oh. oh. Yeah, bitches. Okay. So, having seen it a second time, it's still everything that I've said in the clip that we just heard. All those feels are still there. Preach. I still think it's a great character piece. Um, I think it's got some really great action. Um, I know we're going to probably get into it later. There's a lot of people out there who are like, I hated this about it. But when you look at it, like the things that are so negative, quote unquote, they're not enough, at least for me, to sit there and like make the movie a piece of shit. Right? Like, there's so many really good moments in this movie that are just, you know... The, the thesis that I came up with today, because I was thinking about this, was that this movie is, has a lot of subtlety to it. A lot more than I... Th and that's really strange for to say, right? Because it's a, it's a large spectacle. But there's so many of these little subtle moments between the characters and between the things that they're doing that it actually... It makes the characters so much more... Uh, uh, like, like, I, I want more from them. They're 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 more well rounded, um, and it just everything that everyone's complaining about is like there's so many like quote unquote missing gaps or whatever. Like I feel like they're just they're they're glossing over the fact that there's these subtle moments that like that fill those gaps, you know. And so um, it's great, it's beautiful, and then I really want to have a discussion with everyone about it. Okay, here's, so here's that's 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 Dave's opening statement. I, I want to add something to his really quick before I jump into mine. 
if you're we're worried about how Poe got out of the fucking TIE fighter, oh. read the novelization. Ooh. Because it tells all about it. Good. And among uh, other, you know, elaborations on scenes that were not in the movie. Nice. Now, how I don't know if it's canon. I, I'm assuming it is. The book is canon. Well, the there book you go. Is, the book was based on an earlier version of the script. It's canon-ish. Um, no, I think it's officially considered. If it's got published, it's con- officially considered canon. So anything well, that's contradictory to the movie, Star Wars nerds, <laughs> anything contradictory to the movie, you can ignore. Anything else, well, I, I guess that is just fine. Yeah. Uh, nice. Okay. So I uh, and this is from the Trekkie in the room. Yes. I really fucking love this movie. Yes. And I loved it the second time all that much more, and I think it's just because I. I appreciated it on a different level because I got a chance to really sit back now and not be blown away by it, but instead just enjoy it. Because the first time I saw it, I was constantly distracted by how awesome it was Mm -hmm. and by the reaction of the crowd because every single time something came up, the whole crowd just lost their shit. Yeah, that's true. And and it was fun and it was enjoyable, but (laughs) I'm encouraging anyone, not just the people in this room, but anyone listening who's only seen it once definitely go and see it a second time and maybe try out a different format because when we saw it we saw an imax and it was so fucking big that i had to physically move my head from one side to the other to read the scrolling text that was coming down yeah i noticed that too i cramped so hard (laughs) it's because it was 35 millimeter if it was even 70 millimeter would have been better but yeah it had to be it was stretched all across that screen and it was distorted yeah. Uh, for the non-IMAX sequences, but unfortunately. here's the thing. When in when you saw it in LIMAX 3D, and it, by the way, this movie really lends itself to 3D. It was a lot of fun in 3D. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot more than films that I've seen recently. Uh, that scene with the with the laser bolt that Kylo Ren holds in that the air. Frozen, yeah. That just looked really pretty. Uh, but it was it was just such an amazing and exciting and thrilling and fun adventure. Uh, and I'm happy to see it a third time in the theater. And maybe even a fourth. I'll be totally honest. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a movie more than twice in the theater. And I'd be willing to see this at least two more times. That's how much I enjoyed it. <clears throat> okay. Um, gentlemen, I echo your sentiments and so much more. Um, I mean, what what a day and what a movie to, like, tailgate for. You know, I, I've never done this before. And to be honest with you, it made... All those hours out in the cold, worth it. <laughs> um, Eric, it's funny you mentioned the whole thing about 3D. I saw it a second time in 3D, and unfortunately, I felt like the quality was lost. Really? Um, yeah, I don't know if it was maybe the theater I saw it in or something about the lighting, but it just, uh, we were spoiled with our IMAX dome. To Can I honest. ask a question? Yes. Did you see it in LIMAX 3D? No, I saw it in regular 3D. Honestly, it's worth seeing it there because the digital projection or and the screen that I saw it on was like brand freaking new. Okay. And so it looked really pretty. Yeah. I will say this, however, the lightsaber duels and all the shots of the ships and basically outer space shots. Oh, boner worthy. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. So that yeah. was worth it in 3D. Um, but yeah, I mean, I basically what I've said on the when we were doing the on the street, like what a feminist fairy tale. I will say this, however, there were some moments where I was taken out of the magic, and we can yeah. definitely discuss yeah. why. Um, it wasn't about any sort of thematic elements or plot points. It was more about certain characters and new characters that I wasn't too jazzed about. Um, but however, I thought the casting was perfect. I thought the nostalgia was just there. Um, I thought it was a great, great movie. Yeah. Sean, go ahead, man. I don't think 
there are enough words <laughs> on earth to help me describe how satisfied I was by that movie. Now, there's people, like Dave said online, picking apart certain things. One of the big ones I hear about is, you know, why do they have to do another Death Star-ish thing? And I'm like, well, you know, it's all things. History repeats itself a lot a in this for whole saga. Too. So deal with it. And it was a super awesome fucking Death Star. Uh, anyway... Uh, it was heartbreaking in the parts that, and but strangely, I was okay with the heartbreaking parts by like the next day and was okay with how shit went down. Um, and it was the most emotionally draining experience I'd had in a long time. Besides, I guess like when we went to Disneyland, Brian, and we oh. walked like 25 miles, just <laughs> sitting up and talking so, and just being so energetic for yeah. six straight hours waiting. And then. You also being pretty drunk during <laughs> all that too. Yeah, I told Sarah, I was like, Sarah, I've got a Star Wars hangover. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm wiped. Yep. <laughs> Completely emotionally exhausted. Sean, are you done? Yes, I will. I like Dave. I'm waiting for the discussion because okay. I got a lot of stuff to to yeah. offer there. So, I don't think that this was a flawless movie. However, it was for fuck's sake, sure, a Star Wars movie. Yeah. In the sense that I mean. And you look at the Holy Trilogy, that those are not flawless movies, obviously. Um, and to me, yes, the diversity that was presented was really good. It was a great step in, in a really good direction. Um, there, are some, there are some arguments on the internet about how feminist it is, and we can talk about that a little bit later. Ooh, yeah. Not to say it, 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 there's just a little bit of, there's just a little bit of a, of contention here and there and things that I don't agree with, <coughs> but the effects were great. The characters were great. We apologize that we hit a little audio snag here. Sarah's going to be a little lower in volume than everybody else for the next 30 or 40 minutes. We're working on trying to make sure this never happens again. Thank you for your patience. I don't even care if Harrison Ford was maybe phoning it in a little bit because he was awesome. <laughs> I don't think he was phoning it in at all. I have a lot of friends who who feel like he was phoning it in. Yeah, some folks feel like he we'll gave it. We'll, that's a discussion for later. Yeah, but he was phoning it in in the original Star Wars, everybody. Sure, of course. I mean, he phones it in all the time. It's just Han Solo. And he's that's old and crotchety. Yeah, I mean, the point is, like, the second he was on the screen, Roxy will tell you, I was pantomiming grabbing for him. So um, I saw it too. Yeah. I was like, I want to I was touch like it. Fondling his large crotch, like, was, like pretty terrible. And then when that funny. happened, Sarah was pretty much at his funeral, like, right. <laughs> as we learned. Yeah, as we learned. And um, did and, you yeah. one last fondling as he fell down? Oh. Jesus. Jesus, did Jared. you say to yourself, "I still want to fuck him, even though he's dead"? <laughs> Just let me climb up on top of his body. No, no. I'll keep you warm, Han. No, Thank honestly, you, Sean, for making what I said sound perfectly. Placid. <laughs> because honestly, I was I was too busy sobbing. Yeah. I was I was buried in my boyfriend's chest. He was sitting right next to me. I was buried in his chest, sobbing. Yeah. Um, when Han died, and because it's like losing. It's weird to say. I know it's like losing a yeah. a staple in your life. It's like it's like losing your favorite teddy bear or your grandfather or Mickey Mouse. Like it was just all of those things. Like you just. You imagine that they're always going to be there, and then they're not. Yeah. So, and I do feel like it was the right choice. Too soon. Them to wait to the second movie. Yeah. But it was definitely the right choice, and um, 
And even though, yeah, and yes, it mirrors A New Hope, but I totally feel this was a legacy movie, a passing of the torch movie, a history repeats itself. It's very cyclical, and I'm okay with that because this is the first one. This is setting it up for the next two, for everything else to, to build up on what we already know. And so this was the peace offering to get the fans back on board, and it totally fucking worked. Yeah. Yes. In my opinion. That's a great way of saying it, yeah. yeah. B-Ray. I'm still having a hard time finding the words, honestly, to describe what the experience was like, because it was... Maybe with thesaurus, dude. Look <laughs> This is clearly not going to be a Brian-centric episode, then. Uh, I'm going to get all Rafiki on you. Look okay, I got it. All right. Fuck off. Um, uh, that was funny. I... <laughs> it was everything I wanted it to be. There are points where everyone said it was not a perfect movie. Fine, whatever. I When I go to a movie, I, I don't necessarily go to see strong narrative. And I say that for every movie I go see to go to see, even if it's Oscar bait or if it's a, you know, a stupid schlocky comedy. Um, I go for the experience. I go for to see, maybe this is just the actor in me, but I go in to see moments that are translated with some moment of truth to them. And this movie had a fuck ton of those moments. Um, it didn't bother me that it was a cyclical film, that it borrowed heavily from the plot lines of, of New Hope, because, which is another major argument that people are saying about it. And I think we've all kind of said it, but I'll just say it one more time, is that to me that the Force works in cycles. That's what it says to me. And the history of the Force is such, and the galaxy will follow suit with that. We've seen two empires whether you want to call the republican empire or not the galaxy-wide power structure has fallen twice and been rebuilt under a different form we've seen that happen twice now if you didn't think that was going to happen in this time around you're fucking stupid i'm sorry i'm just gonna say it um gauntlet has been thrown yeah and if you if you hate this movie i hate to be divisive but you're you're too hung up on the original films it is never going to be those let go of that and embrace the new Star Wars movies because they're awesome in their own way. And if we, if we lose listeners because I said that, then <laughs> Brian, fine. I fuck them. So. Jesus, Brian. <laughs> you guys people, fucking leave. I, we, line we, sands. I think, Brian, on the same point, people argue that it it, it, it was too close to the original trilogy. And if anything, um, they didn't want it to be anything like the new trilogy. The universe is so big and there's so many, you know, extended stories that they could follow. Why yeah. couldn't they have followed a new narrative? Why did they have to rehash an old uh, plot device? Again, yeah. a peace offering. Yeah. Exactly. It's a so, peace offering after the prequel. Yeah. Because we, we got <clears throat> fucked over with those. That's and, what, well, I'm guessing... A, and even if you yeah. look at it this way, I mean, if we, if we have to cite something from the prequels, don't they even say, like, when you're looking at... Uh, when like fucking was it Darth Maul shows up and they're always like oh yeah Sith Lords always kind of there's always two of them and da, 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 da. like clearly there's a history repeating itself sort of element that happens. Yes, that's true. However, I do want to clarify before Eric takes the conch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, baby. Supreme Leader Snoke and Kylo Ren are not Sith. That is very. J.J. Abrams made that very clear. Huh. They are not. They are other dark. There are other Force users beside the Jedi and the Sith. That's I, true. I, yeah, but, he, the, he, these knights of Ren. Knights of Ren. No, but, but, to, Ren. but to Sarah's point, though, whether or not they're Sith or not, the fact is, is that there's a cyclical element yes. to it. Yeah, between I'm the light point. side and the dark side, yes, absolutely. That's what I was, yeah, right, yeah. I was Eric, myself, Eric, lending that to your argument. Yes. So, okay, in the in the original films, we established the fact that the Republic has been around for a thousand years. One thousand fucking years. Clearly, change 
is not a big part of this galaxy's uh, development, right? Just so happens to be that everyone here kind of does the same thing. Well, if you believe the EU, even though Which it's not... it's not a part of this anymore, so... But there was also a Sith Empire that happened pr in the middle of the Republic. There was a brief period yeah, where the Republic had Yeah, but we can't fallen. bring that stuff up. I People are using... You can't use that at all. It still speaks to the spirit of the cyclical nature of the galaxy. For speculation on the new films. Fair. So, my, my point being <laughs> that we've already established within the narrative that it's not uncommon for things to repeat themselves. And the truth is, if you look at A New Hope, you have, right, Tatooine... You have space. After space, they go to the Death Star. After that, they go to Yavin. Then they go to the Death Star. Then they go to Yavin again. This movie matched that. But all of the things that happened on Jakku and space and Starkiller base, they play out completely differently. Yes, the, the general idea, the, com the way the movie was composed and put together is very similar. But that worked really well for that movie to establish yeah. characters and to establish this universe. So I think, yes, it's, a, it's, it's definitely playing on the fans and saying, hey, we're sorry, we fucked up the last three things that we did so very badly. Uh, but also I think that it has its own great storytelling that happens, and that shouldn't be forgotten. Nice. Um, I do, just real quick, the only reason why I grabbed the fireball is because, okay, okay, guys, they called it Starkiller, which was Luke Luke's Starkiller. original name yeah. in the first script. Thank yes. you. I was oh going to say that if you didn't. That was so awesome. Yeah. Okay, okay. A great callback to... And then to... RN2187 is the original um, cell, cell number mm -hmm. for Amidal, or yeah, for Leia in uh, New Hope. Run said in movies, Roxy. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I also have a whole bunch of these. I'd love to share a little later if possible. So uh, to, to, to the point, since we're talking about, you know, everyone... So the, I guess the first complaint, right, is that everybody's bitching about the fact that they that the movie was very similar. But you got to think, though, is that Peace Offering is a good point. I think it's a great point for what this is. But also at the same time is that... And Sarah hit it on the head, is that this is a movie to get us going into a new adventure. And if you notice, it's not just echoing New Hope. It also echoes Empire and it also echoes uh, Return of the Jedi. So yeah. it's like... It was an homage to all three of them, whilst creating its own storyline yeah. and configure like and characters and setup. So, what we're gonna get in eight is gonna be an original piece. So, so just calm the fuck down. Like, it's, it's coming. <laughs> and, and one thing I will note, like, we really want to clarify is that if you look at Luke, Han, and Leia, and then you look at Ray, Finn, and Poe. They are not direct parallels. No, they are not. not at all. In fact, in many ways, they kind of mishmash. Mm. They They're mishmash. all amalgamations. They yeah. just, they're their own, these new characters are their own characters, which is so very promising. And I know a lot of people are kind of like anticipating um, a Ray Finn relationship, which would be awesome. <laughs> I, however, am anticipating a Poe Finn relationship. Yes, I was going to say shipping Poe. And <laughs> I no, I totally want to see that happen. And then the third movie, you're going to find out Finn and Ray are actually brother and sister. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one huge thing they did differently, too, that they need to be praised for that is totally off of anything before is you actually get to see a stormtrooper break off but that that gives you yes. a story from the point of view of something like the empire because before they were all clones and whatnot but they say in this movie that he was you know taken as a child and brainwashed essentially um but i guess it didn't work so well on him uh, but youth. it makes me think yeah. there's going to be more people that are going to desert like that and that these uh, i got to see a human version of a stormtrooper which i never thought i'd see yeah totally that device was amazing, by the way. It, it was, it was great. interesting. I kind of, I don't know if you guys felt this, but I kind of got like a parallel, like real world parallel of like 
like the children's army in, in Africa. And oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Super dark. Yeah. Um, one thing I did find really funny, I was reading this article, is the 15 unanswered questions left from the movie, like, <gasps> like the day after. Yeah. But yeah. Then again, then I read the the article about the novelization, and I was like, oh, well, a lot of questions get answered. That was there. a really good article, by it the was. way. It was. It was a really good one. Um, the one that I loved was... <laughs> Why is Captain Phasma so bad at her job? <laughs> and, and the, fun, the way that I was able to chalk this up, and the way that the the article chalked it up, because I just thought this was perfect. Obviously, she's gonna come back. We didn't see her die. She's gonna come back. Yeah, she's in the uh, cast for episode eight. Yeah, nice. yeah, she's supposed to be. Uh, I've heard that people attached to the movie say that she's gonna be have a much bigger part in this. Right, in but the, episode the eight. funny thing is, though, is the way that she they left it from the movie was they were like. We're just going to have to chalk her up to a really cool-looking villain that doesn't do much, like Boba Fett. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you said that. Because, to me, what really made me happy, and I was like, fuck yeah, this is what this is needed all along, was, and I know there's arguments, maybe we can get into that next, about the Bechdel-Wallace test or not, but I felt like there was a very strong feminist streak in this movie for two reasons. One, a female Fett. Uh Uh-huh. Because Phasma is the female Fett. In fact, I'm betting 10 bucks that in the next movie, Fett and Phasma are going to duke it out. Oh, yeah. And then maybe she make was, out. She was but, uh, <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned... Nice. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned Bechtel test and like, she's going to do all this stuff and then she's going to make out with a man. <laughs> Only because they're equals. Um, they're <laughs> or you can find out that Boba Fett is actually a chick now. Yes! Oh, could be. Um, Sarlacc Pit can do amazing things. However, <laughs> I, I got I to say... The callbacks to the original premise that Lucas had for Star Wars are blowing my mind here because Lucas's original vision was that Luke was a girl <gasps> and Rey is the female Luke. Yeah. And to see her be so strong in the force to be able to, first off, have this aptitude toward technology, which immediately gave me callbacks of Anakin oh, and, yes. and Luke. Yeah. I bypassed the compressor. The, the compressor, oh, right? Look on her face. Blue. It was yeah, classic. Do you guys not love the part where she goes on to the Millennium Falcon? She's like, oh, it's got a bad motivator, which is like yeah, the thing yeah. that Luke said in the first movie. Yeah. Nice. It's got and a bad motivator. I'm pointing at it. Not going. Not only that, <laughs> that she can, that Kylo Ren accidentally wakens up her force powers by yeah. like trying to invade her mind. She like resists it and then reads his mind back. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That scene where it was just the silence. So amazing. Them, you Dave mean, was yeah. Dave turns to look. He goes, "This is force rape, right?" This yeah. Is, if what? Yeah. I, I was yeah. saying that only because like he was like walking up to her and he's like, "I can take whatever I want," and I was just like, "Uh, uncomfortable." <laughs> and the way he was just like literally just leering over her. Yeah. And he was like, "I see these things," and I was just like, "He's raping her with the force." Yeah. Like, this is happening. <laughs> yeah, that was an episode. uncomfortable. There's but no consent here. At just all. to just to bridge the gap a little bit. That's an episode of TNG, by the way. There was an oh. alien who has. Oh, I remember it powers. well, Brian. Yes, I mean, that was the plot of Maleficent. I also love that she was able to use Jedi mind trick with almost no training. Oh, oh, yeah. Daniel oh, Craig. On Daniel Craig. Not only that, but I mean, come on. And at the, at the climax, she fucking force calls the lightsaber to hit yeah. uh-huh. Tara, and with virtually no. I mean, granted, she has the staff, so she you can assume she has some. Melee, melee weapons training. So here's the fact that she's able to still hold her own against Kylo Ren and win, and not only win, but fucking maim him in the process. Yeah, fucking amazing. So yes. fucking amazing. May, so so here's here, here's the thing that about Ray since we're getting into the character. So I wanted to find in preparation for this episode everything that was negative about it, so I can kind of see the other side of the argument and like make sure that I didn't have like rose colored glasses on and see if people actually were making valid arguments mm-hmm. about why it was bad. 
And one of the things I came across was Max Landis, the writer of Chronicle, the writer of American Ultra, um, came out with an, a, a, a video or whatever and was talking about how Ray was, quote unquote, a Mary Sue. Now, I guess the... the Hold on. Sarah is pissed. No, no, let me hear this. So the way that he defined Mary Sue was that it was a term that was coined in like the 60s or 70s about... uh, The way he kind of said it was that it was somebody who knew everything. And I guess for a guy, it was like a Gary Sue. Don't quote me. (laughs) Go find the article. He talks about it. So his main complaint about Ray was that she was just so good at everything. Like she was able to fight those two guys off. She was able to, you know, learn how to fly. Like, there was no plight where we never thought that, like, Ray would ever not be able to do something. Again, this is not my opinion, but I just wanted to throw it out to the group because I never felt that way about her. Like, I felt like her transition yeah. from, from from the lowly slave, you know, girl or whatever, like, Savager. she was, she was, yeah. she, there were some issues, like, she was able to, to transition, like, there was an arc. I agree with you for that. Hang on, let's give Deshaun some of the floor because he hasn't had it in a while. Please, okay. This is all can obviously be explained. Okay. Okay. She is stronger with the force okay. because, you know, we're we're thinking maybe Luke is her dad, right? Yep. Now or the Obi-Wan. only way you could make somebody that is so strong with the force stronger than even you is to fuck somebody else who's just as strong. Incest. It's Leia and wow. Luke's daughter. <laughs> wow. And that is how you get a super Jedi. No. Two people amazing with the force have to fuck. Even We've, if you're related. Folks, the podcast has hit a new low. Wouldn't we have, a, we have hit every single offensive note in this point now, including incest. Can I actually... Merry Christmas. Incest. Happy one New Year. My, one of my friends brought up the point that she's like, well, what if Ray, because like Anakin came around through Immaculate Conception, what yeah. about Ray coming up It's not Immaculate Conception. conception. That's not... That's well, people, mix, people mix that up. Sorry, the Catholic in the room. I need to clarify that. That has nothing to do with the Immaculate Conception. I absolve conception. you of your misconception. I was like, if they were trying to say that the midichlorians created Ray, I'm storming out of that movie because <laughs> we are not bringing back midichlorians. They cannot make a comeback. <laughs> to be fair, midichlorians were organisms that spoke to the force they were not the replacement for the force whatever yes, i don't I... want her to be talking about her fucking thetan levels okay fine <laughs> the floor recognizes brickmont thank you i have i have a few things i want to say on this firstly yeah, i do actually uh i don't think this is a feminist piece at all not even in the slightest and i'll tell you why I think this is a piece about equality, mm. about the equality of sexes, and I want. I, let you me... are fucking up. No, okay, I'm no. Feminism is about equality. Okay. Yeah, Eric, don't even go there. Feminism is about equality. Do not misinterpret what the word feminism. I, I fair enough. I don't think Thank this you. is what <laughs> most people perceive feminism to be and I don't understand care what they it. Perceive it to be. Look at the fucking dictionary definition. So you're saying that this is this is not a women's rights movie? Is what you're trying to say? Sarah, am I trying to say that? I'm just curious. No, you're trying to say it is a feminist movie because it's about equality. So what I'm trying to say, according to Sarah, is that this is a feminist movie about equality. And that's good. And I like that. Because I feel like from the very first few scenes of the movie that involved Finn and Ray, their relationship developed very quickly out of 
difficult circumstances and it developed because they had to overcome challenges together not because one was better than the other or one was expected to be better than the other and i and i really liked that and i thought it was funny the way that you know he grabs his her hand and she's like what are you doing stop you know? grabbing my yeah. hand and then when he passes out and wakes up and goes, are you okay and she's like excuse me yeah but it's yeah. i think it's also the fact that she's a scavenger who lives on a planet and has lived on this planet her whole life and yeah. she she takes care yeah. of her herself to 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 add on to that before Sean goes on I, I agree because no matter what you are, male, female, color of your skin, creed, empire, or you know, or you no, know, whatever, first order versus republic, resistance, or species, everyone got their moment yeah. in that movie to be a badass. I, I, yeah, Sean. People are saying this now about this movie, like they were saying about Mad Max. And Mad Max, it was a big deal and it was a huge discussion before the movie even came out. But for this, I didn't start hearing about any of this stuff till after it came out. So I wasn't privy to any of that. And when I went in to see the movie and watched the whole thing, I don't even understand the argument at all. I just saw a really awesome movie with awesome characters who I followed. And it, like, I'm saying that you guys are right, but at the same time, I didn't even feel, I mean, maybe that is. Like, maybe it's a good thing, because I didn't hear a lot of people say anything about that till they read it on the internet later. I mean, that's the point. Yeah, Mad Max had a lot of leaking, and the, the thing that, that put um, Fury Road on the map was that they specifically had the author of the Vagina Monologues on set because she was basically there to make sure that they were doing it right, as in the sense of being kind of a feminist representative to kind of say, you know, hey, is this everything okay? Granted, you know, just like with any sort of ism, People have different opinions, but the thing is, is what it really does come down to is the basic point of feminism is that it is equality of the sexes. It's one of those things that you have to kind of elevate one to become even with the other. And so all that aside, the best part about this movie, the fact that so many people are going like, oh, wait, it was a feminist movie. Okay, cool. And, and kind of having this whole thing of having a huge box office smash is... One of the biggest arguments that the studios put against having female-led movies is they say, those movies don't do great at the box office. Bullshit. Mm -hmm. Female-led movies do great. You can have female-led blockbusters, and they're amazing. Preach, sister. Case in point. Um, We've had two this year. We've had Mad... Oh, at least two. We've had Mad Max and now Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And Hunger Games. And Hunger Games, of course. There's so many opportunities here that that these are the reasons why we're going to get things like a Ms. Marvel movie and stuff like that because it's we're just smashing the patriarchy of Hollywood and that's why it's important to mention that yes. it's a feminist movie now let's talk about the Becca Wallace test yes uh, because so a very interesting thing about it is if you look at the actual scenes that the female characters have Ray interacts with Maz and she interacts with Leia that's it of the, of the female characters in this movie, those are the only two females that she actually really interacts with. Those are the mm. only real female interactions. Now, the Bechtel Wallace test says that if you... Says that you pass it if it's two women talking on screen about something other than a guy. Arguably speaking, Ray and Leia don't actually talk. They just hug it out. Well, Leia and does say something to sure. she, she says, the, may the force be with you. Is that about a guy? I don't think well, so. so. That doesn't really so count. Here's, so I'm going to tell you the argument for, and I'm going to tell you the argument that I agree with. Okay. So the argument that says it doesn't pass the Bechdel test and the argument that says it does pass the Bechdel test. And then so um, arguably in that scene where she's hugging Leia, um, the where they're hugging and having this moment, it's because they're so sad that Han died, thusly becoming a moment about a guy. Mm. Then the scene with um, Maz, 
Um, they're talking about Luke and his lightsaber. Now, here's where I disagree. The scene where she's talking, where they're talking about the lightsaber and they're talking about, they're talking about Ray's destiny. Yeah. They're talking about her own agency and her story. Right. So I think that's a go. She even says that. She says that what you've been waiting for is gone. Your future is Luke because that's, that's where she's going. Absolutely. And then, um, there's no romantic implication in any of that. Yeah. And then the scene with, um, with her and Leia, I think it's more about mourning the all the actions that just happened mm-hmm. or just taking in all the actions that just happened that Ray fucking just kicked Kylo Ren's ass. Ben maybe of... Ben Ben maybe lost to the light for yeah, good he, now. Yeah, he may be completely lost. And then the fact that it's like Ray, you you need to take this next step in your own adventure. And I mean this the whole story is gonna revolve around Luke, but if anything, they actually objectify Luke in this movie by mm. making him a goal, a trophy, if you will. He's a plot device. He's a plot device. Yes. They they object. What's a red herring? Yeah. Is that what you call it? No. I also think that this test, this Bechdel test, should not be applied to a movie that you have so much history that you have to touch on certain things. Yeah. That like it, 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 I don't think when you have, if this is something that's an original work, I think the test is more effective. But with all this history you have to touch on, with all these characters, it might be a little tough. Especially well, when it's 30 plus years of trying to cram into one movie. Sure, yeah. and there are plenty of feminist critics out there who don't think that the Bechdel-Wallace test is the end-all be-all. Okay. So there's that too. It's a pretty uh, strong case, though. There is like a, it is a really... It's a good starting point. It sure, but when you're in a galaxy far, far away, I feel like that kind of goes out the window because it's... No, I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think... I think it still stands, again, as a starting point. Okay. But I feel like just because you're putting something in a sci-fi context doesn't mean you have to have inequality of the sexes. Well, I think... <laughs> or I think, I think when your main character yeah. is this woman who whose destiny is to become likely, from what we've seen, this next great Jedi who will likely have to take down the forces of evil in all in all forms so kylo yeah. ren snoke the entire first order you know this, i mean it, to say that it's that you know that it's a sexist movie or whatever if that is an argument that's being thrown that out is, there yeah. that that that's that's yeah. not the case with this this is a movie that has somebody who who is she's a strong i mean just the fact of like the the holding the hand thing is one of the greatest moments of it, I think, because that's so true. Like I immediately got like a Doctor Who mm-hmm. kind of like feeling of it because I was like, oh right, they do that a lot in Doctor Who. But like it was a great moment to be like, yeah, she doesn't need this guy well, who clearly running. was trying to be like a knight in shining armor. Yeah. And his and look, he, I loved it when like she was like beating the shit out of the guys, and he's like, oh, but right, it's, well, I'm just but gonna it's walk still away. In- and it, but it's still endearing, and they don't slight him for trying it either. Yeah. It's not like they're super like, oh, you're disgusted. It's yeah. they they appreciate him doing those things, but it's clear and it's kind of comical that at certain points that she doesn't need him at all. Yeah. That's yeah. because feminism is for everybody. Yay! Well, yes. For me, I feel like one of the reasons why the Bechdel test was even created in the first place was right when you saw women in media. It was because those characters were only following social stereotypes, certain certain common tropes, right? The, the idea of, what's, of what society expects of a woman, which was for a long time, sad to say, was to find a man, settle down, be the homemaker, right? All that 1950s bullshit that we're, we worked really hard to try to get past. To be a baby machine, Brian. Yeah. A right. baby yeah. machine. Be a fuck toy. To me, mm-hmm. instead of the back to wall says, I think a more effective way of looking at is this a, a movie about that truly represents feminism is look at Ray's... What's, what's, her, what's her, her through line? Her through line is she is, she is a lost person. She is a scavenger. That is so symbolic because she's literally she's 
She's struggling to survive because of some lack of connection, right? She's always trying to find her family. She's trying to find her purpose, right? And so when Maz, you know, tells her that Luke is her future, like you're saying, it's much more about her destiny. It's much more about her finding that connection so she can no longer be a scavenger at that point. So she can become a warrior. There's that great moment when, like, she's scrubbing that thing that she found and she looks across the table and she sees this old woman who's oh. doing it. And like that's what I, that's what I mean by subtlety is like we didn't need anything else to be said. Yeah. We saw her look across and she's like that's my future. Yeah. That if I don't get out of here, this that's is what's going to happen to me. And it was such a really quick poignant moment that just summed up Ray in like less than 30 yeah. seconds. And then of course the part where she's offered the 60 portions and she doesn't choose them. That's her automatically that's that's pointing out that she'll always choose the light. By the way, that's because that uh, foreshadowed Simon her Pig. moment obviously. Yeah. Are we still uh, wanting to continue talking about Ray because I think we really need to talk about Luke and the lack thereof. Mm. Dude, okay. I loved but, it. But like you said in the text thread because I totally fucking agree with you. I missed it. What? His his last seconds on this, like when you actually see him on screen, his best acting in the entire yeah, oh, yes, yeah, Thir- thirty years. Seriously, I- I've waited thirty years to see Mark Hamill act, and I'm finally, <laughs> well, okay, I mean, I'm gonna okay, get to see it. Honestly, I-, I feel like the years of voice acting have been really good. For yeah. Me. Yes. yeah, I've got to be a proxy for my girlfriend. She has like I, I joke, but it's no, it's no joke that if he came to her today and was like. I, let's run away together. I would be single. Like that's how much she's in love with him. Baby. And yeah, in love with him. Yeah. And so, but I got to say, like watching it, like we can all say that A New Hope, he's a whiny prick. Like there's nothing good about it. Empire and Jedi. He's he's a lot better. Uh, he's still but pretty whiny making uh, on Dagobah in Empire. But Probably as whiny that's the as whole he was point in the first. That I'm to make okay. It's impossible! No, it's, I'm sorry, because it's just coming off as, it's not clear as whether it's him as an actor or him as his character choices. But he's making choices because he's at making acting choices based off of the... Then we're on the same page then. Yeah, yeah cool. I'm just, just clarifying yeah. that. Yeah. So what we saw there was like, first was like the best way to end a movie. Like, I... I Watching that final, like her making that final trek up those stairs, and each time that they did a cutaway of her, like, you know, and there was more stairs and there were more stairs, and it was just sort of like this really great buildup. And then you get to the crescendo, oh. and there he is standing there, but he's well, like, he got like his, but he's got his back turned to her, and like he turns around and he pulls off the hood, and he's got like this, like, really upset and like heartbroken look, and she just simply pulls out the lightsaber and like just offers it back to him. And just the look on his face yeah. of just complete, dis- like just brokenhearted and dismayed and just ultimately. And then at the very end, it was almost like, oh, like you could just see it in his eyes. It was like, well, like, you're it. Like, you're the person I have to train now. What? Like, yeah. it, it, and then they do that fucking helicopter thing around and you're like, oh, oh and it's like. I got chills again. Yeah. It's really interesting because you kind of feel like. I mean, if we're going to look at Hero's journey, because you have to, mm-hmm. you know, Ray's call to action really does come with Maz in that scene um, of her kind of seeing what's what's in her destiny and, and kind of really going forward from there. Um, or maybe that's part of the trials. I don't know. But this is the part then where it's like Ray's journey as a hero almost transitions now. Now she's a messenger She's providing the call to action to Luke, who's being asked to pick up his journey again. And so I'm kind of interested to see 
where that's going to come in in the second one. It, sure. It, I don't think it's going to fully transition to him being a hero again. That's probably not likely. Um, he's too old, but um, he's going to be. <laughs> well, I mean, he's going to be reluctant. He's we, be reluctant. He, absolutely. But yeah. I mean, it, but I feel like it's going to be this really interesting dynamic between the two of them that I'm really excited to see this mentor people thing. Yeah. Eric, it yeah. looks like you've been wanting to say something for a while. Yeah, no, I, I'm excited about the the prospects of kind of the Ben Kenobi like relationship that's going to develop. Yeah. But yeah. but a Ben Kenobi, if he was an even more defeated and broken down man found on Tatooine, as opposed to someone who's just kind of been lying in wait and observing and t- being taught from his old mentor from and beyond lying. the grave and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that, yeah, and it'll be, it'll be a really interesting opportunity to, to see just how different they can make it while still, again, retaining those elements that we love about Star Wars. And, and I feel like it will give it an opportunity to truly set itself apart and, and break away from what some people are probably expecting will be an Empire-like yeah. movie. You know, I don't think that, like, Finn's going to get frozen in carbonite. That's unlikely to happen. Uh, at least it better not. But uh, Well, technically, I mean, if you think about it, he was, quote-unquote, frozen in carbonite. And I use that as just sort of a way of, I mean, like... A- he was asleep. He's in a coma. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like... That's why this one is, was, was like, Empire, because... Yeah. I'm in trouble. You know, it, it, it ended with her friend being out of commission yeah but for an for an unforeseeable amount of time but you know i i I, it makes you wonder the possibilities of where it's gonna go and i can't wait to see mark hamill act right really i mean i have been waiting this long to see how it's going to evolve because i agree i think that he is an amazing voice actor and it has certainly helped him uh to develop those chops and uh it's it's gonna be a lot of fun i i'm looking forward to seeing just him having spent 30 years growing stronger in the force learning now he's clearly found what was the first jedi temple oh, learning yeah. learning what he's he can from that and luke is always going to have i think a little bit of his cockiness because he was trained so late because he had already fully developed as a, as an individual prior to becoming a jedi so i'd like to see what that's going to look like just like we got to see han have one last hurrah mm. and kick kick some ass again i want to see luke kick ass again and be better at it than he was in jedi if i see that in the next two films Happy. So sold. Sean? I just want to say this is the best fucking cliffhanger of any movie ever to get you to see the next one. It's like, yeah. we yeah. didn't show you Luke the whole time. And I agree with Brian. I do want to see him kick a little ass. Now, based on the thing that we were talking about earlier where we're seeing tropes repeat, I bet you that there's going to start to be this theory that Kylo Ren is going to kill fucking Luke just like Obi-Wan got killed but I don't think they're going to do that I really think that Luke's going to make it through the whole thing because I I think he has to yeah yeah Hmm. Sarah then Eric couple real quick things I need to throw out there one R2-D2 waking back up oh so great such a great scene Mm. I mean the fact no I'm sorry the fact that they were like oh he's been low power mode since Luke went away broke my heart I don't think he'll ever be himself again broke my well, I don't know, Sarah. Are you sure that he like powered down because Luke was gone, or was he? Did he power down because after Luke was gone, he's like, well, I could power down or listen to C three PO for fucking thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> it could be that too. He's probably like sick of his, you know, sassy gay robot friend. Uh, but the other thing too sassy is, you're a stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's why three PO had a scarf. <laughs> huh. um, but I will say. You know, and this was one of those things that they explained in the novelization that they didn't quite explain in the movie. People were like, 
The force doesn't affect droids, so why is it that R2-D2 woke up? It's not like Luke could have woken up when he felt the disturbance in the force or anything like that. Why did he wake up? Because the script the asked I- him to. Well, yeah, <laughs> that. But also the idea that um, knowing that BB-8 was back with the last piece of the map. But he was there before that happened. That was one of my... I, I mean, it was a little bit of a deus ex machina. That, that, that yeah. was, if we're going to go into the negative parts, like that was what was the only thing that... It, that I sat there and said, meh, because that whole thing leading up to being like, oh, we got to go find Luke was so rushed. Yeah. But it was like, it was, it, it wasn't like fantastic for rush where I was like, what is happening? It was more like, oh, all right, man, I guess that, that makes sense. Um, and who knows? We may also just all be in the dark and then come episode eight, they're going to be like, here's the reason why that happened. And we're going to be like, oh, yeah. That makes sense. Don't I feel like a dick? Yeah. Why are you British? I don't know. Okay. And then number two, thinking about this after the fact, oh, God, it kills me. In the scene when, like, you see Han again, and he's, like, oh, in dire straits with those two groups, and he's, like, I can talk my way out of anything. Almost. And then, like, like the worst worst foreshadow. I mean, it was great foreshadowing, but, like, that foreshadowing where you're just like afterwards you're like you couldn't talk him away oh jesus well as, <laughs> as soon as soon as he walked out on the walkway i knew yep. I, was the like, oh, I was like done. oh fuck this oh is it God. this is his I felt bad. i, I kept squeezing rocky's uh, roxy's knee because i was like oh my god no don't walk out there because i feel like, bad yeah. for my girlfriend because i was squeezing her hand so yeah. well, hard during that scene like the long bit, like bread you see him walking out you're like this well, is not going to be good. Nope. But but they do they do try they do a really good job of making you think for a second, oh maybe they're going to go in a different direction. Well yeah, that was the thing. As soon as they walk out and they're like, "Oh, we're going to start putting bombs on everything." And you see Kylo Ren walk out. Yeah. And like Reed, who was sitting right next to me, he just goes, "Oh god, he's going to Obi-Wan himself." And I'm like, "Oh no." And then literally over and over again, I was just like, "Oh no. Oh no." Oh no! Could not stop that until it happened. I'm like, no! Can, can I say though, it was an even, it was actually a more exciting lightsaber battle than in A New Hope. Yes. Well, can we, can we, can I also say like the light change that they did there was again that subtlety was so great because it was like he's got this lightsaber out and he's handing it to Han and they're like they're holding it together and then like because the first time I saw it I was like that's weird that they cut back to them and they saw the sun I was like that didn't make sense to me and then the second time I got it. Because all of a sudden, like, you see the light go away from Kylo Ren's face, and he's just yeah. lit in red. And I was like, yep. holy yeah. God, yeah. well done, light." But the part, through. so we all got teary-eyed and probably, like, our hearts were sinking once the lightsaber went through him. That was where I was pretty much holding it together. And then as soon as fucking Han puts his hand, hand on his down. own oh. son's face, that's when I just was like, <laughs> Actually, So I, so I... Cried as soon as the lightsaber went through, sobs a little bit harder as soon as the hand goes on the face. But when Chewie cries out, oh, oh yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. I lost oh, yeah. it too. I lost. That's where my face. that's where I lost all control of my bowels and shit myself. And actually, a lot of us did. Well, a lot of us did. It's just it's a weird so, phenomenon. One thing I want to add to that. That acting scene was so good. J.J. Abrams even said, for a moment, I forgot they were acting. And I felt like I read that too, they were yeah. father and son. And he started crying with it. Just the look of, I know why you're doing this, but I forgive you. Yeah. Like, yep. is, I mean, it didn't actually hit me until the now? scene between Ray and Leia. Well, no, when Ray came back and just that look between Ray and Leia. 
that yeah. that was just like, oh fuck, it's what really. What did you guys think about Adam Driver as Kylo? Ren? I okay, amazing. Well, hold, I thought he had a great blowout. Hold on, next next topic because I know Eric's trying to say something real quick. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to add a couple points that I think will aid this conversation further. First, I love the reversed path, the reversed Vader path for Kylo Ren. Because you think about Vader, right, and his fall to the dark side and his path to redemption, this is, this the way that this reverses that process is, I think, really brilliant. Because now you're not going to be wondering whether or not Kylo Ren's going to really convert to the light side. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to stay mm-hmm. dark and I think it's just going to be a He's going to become more powerful. Path. It's going to be, I, but it's going to be, a, I think, a consistent now that he did yeah. it. Yeah. I And I think, Sean, you're thinking the same thing, is that He's done it, and he's made that choice, but it's still going to be yeah, fighting him Yeah, that's a inside. big... So, yeah, because Snoke right. Snoke says, I want to complete his training by the end. Go get Kylo Ren. I'm completing his training. Mm-hmm. That was another step because that was his middle, or I guess, you know, like his second to last step yeah. was it, killing his own father. I hated Snoke. It, it was a cool reverse Palpatine moment too, right? Because yeah. Vader fall, throws Palpatine off, and you have that falling shot, and you have that emulated with Han's death. That was really awesome. But mm. I, I feel like, and I, I keep feeling this more and more, the more I think about this film, the overarching theme of the film, if you can put it into one word, is trust. Yeah. yeah. The entire movie is based around trust, either the completion of trust or the failure to trust, but trust in general makes yeah. up the entire film. You're exactly right, because there that trust is a theme from the very beginning with Poe and uh with finn and then with finn and ray and then with ray and pretty much everybody and with uh finn and, BB-8. <laughs> well, and, and with ren and with his uh, his father han everything and with ray trusting that her family's going to come back for her and having to let go of that yep. yes Ugh. but but and dave you said it you took the words right out of my mouth the first moment of trust you see in the film is between poe and bb8 and bb8 oh yeah we we oh, gotta talk so about BB-8. BB-8 is so, so amazing. And Poe, when Max von Sydow gives Poe the true, what's true. This, what's his character? Max von Sydow. Uh, what is his character? Moss, it's like uh, Moss something. No, hold on. I will he's look a Jedi though. Isn't we don't know. Well, we don't know, we don't know who he is. Uh, we just. I think he's Alderanian because he says. Well, in the novelization, in the novelization, it says that he and and Leia are old friends from the time of the rebellion. And that he was he mm. was a supporter of the rebellion, and he's kind of their bridge between I the Senate. You, yeah. I feel the like something's got to come out of that, and the resistance. Because according to the novelization, like the Senate is something that is a heavily um, how do I want to say like red type tape like organization. Like they're so caught up in themselves that the resistance has to form just to be able to fight mm. against the evil in the galaxy. But and they're the, still on the side of the Republic. They're secretly funding the resistance, but there's a lot of contention between and the two. According to the novelization, the getting blown up, where you see that shot, oh, that close-up oh, shot. Oh, at some point Tekka. we need to talk about the issue. Sorry, what was it? Lor L O R San S A N Tekka T E K K A. At some point, I have to mention the problems that I have with the with just astrophysics in general in this film. But that we can. It's fantasy. Let it go. There's no fucking hey, way hey, they're hey, gonna hey, like. Hey, no this isn't Interstellar the or The Martian, Eric. <laughs> There's no. It's not sci-fi. They could. It's space it. fantasy. But this, no, just shut and let it go. It's space <laughs> opera. goddammit. it! If they want to burst into song, I'm fine with it. Yeah, it does. Oxygen burns off and then it goes away quickly. There was just an interesting moment where they have a close-up shot of people before their planet gets blown up, right? And there's this shot of an African-American uh, character. Apparently that character was a special envoy to General Leia. And uh, her death, she went yeah. in Leia's stead. 
So Leia could have been there. Leia could have uh, been. Well, just, you know, I'm sure that's gonna come up in eight. Can everyone just talk about BB-8 for a minute? Because I I've never seen a droid with. So no, much hold on. Emotion. We're gonna hold BB-8 because Sarah had a point that she was excited to say. Adam Driver. <laughs> <laughs> about Adam Driver. Yes, I was not a huge fan of the blowout hair. I mean, it, it's kind of it was a little much for me. You gotta hide those ears somehow. I'm just Jesus saying. They're huge. I so I first got a taste of Adam Driver in the TV show Girls. Yeah, buddy. In which case, I thought he was a fucking weirdo. <laughs> I was just not yeah. not particularly into him. I know. But I also saw him as an extra in Lincoln. <gasps> That's right. He has one scene in Lincoln with where he's like one of two soldiers listening to Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. And very compelling scene actually it was he was actually really good for being such a minor actor in it then i saw him in that movie with jason bateman and tina fey which the name i cannot remember because this is where i leave this is where i leave yes he was kind of crazy throughout that whole movie but what sold me on adam driver as an actor which got me really excited when i saw the casting for him was there's a scene at the end of that movie where he and jason bateman just have this silent scene where they just look at each other as brothers and just have this like kind of like forehead touching kind of like yeah, close up moment. That was a good scene. And it was everything that was unspoken that Adam Driver could deliver. Right. That's why he got cast in this movie. Yeah. Because of all these unspoken scenes that he yeah. has of like even in the lightsaber battle between him and Ray where they're like yeah. yeah, where he's like oh, hitting the chest. Bad. Oh my god, that I was loved crazy! It. Was Wait, like, I thought he was. I thought he was beating the wound. Then. Doesn't matter. He, he was, was still he was, doing. He was beating the wound crazy. in his side. It was insane. Like he I was think... letting his pain drive his power yeah. on the dark side. Yeah, oh. is, that, is that like kept those pump up shoes? Is that <laughs> the same yeah, philosophy? I mean, it was. It was like practically like I don't know if you guys have ever seen like those Maori like war dances kind yeah. of thing. Like it was totally mm-hmm. like that. Um, but the silent scene between him and Ray, where they're like lightsaber against lightsaber and he's about to like force her over the cliff and like and she just like they just have this silent scene where she like finds the light side in order to fight him back and he just has this like like oh shit moment and like and even the scenes between like when he's as dave put it force raping her and like i mean it's call it something else but that's what it was i mean no Yes, yes, and that's why I liked him so much. This is why I find him so compelling is that because he does such a good job in all the in all the words he's not saying. Yeah. Absolutely. Of from a writing perspective, sorry, just to jump in, he had the best dialogue. Yeah. Hands down. Oh, yeah. Cuz I just loved his lack of um like it none, none of it ever felt like it was on the nose. Mm-hmm. The only on the nose dialogue that I at first hated but kind of was like, oh, "All right," was the Han and Leia stuff when they're like, really? yeah. "He's our son." And I was just like, Really? Actually, because I felt like some of Poe's early dialogue was really oh, cheesy. Don't get me started. Like the whole introduction on the TIE Fighter thing, I absolutely hated, but I was like, there's no other way well, in that circumstance. It's like, I'm going to call you Finn. Yeah, okay, I'll be called Finn. Even I'm be- Poe Dameron. Nah, and it's I just think like, actually, yeah. even before that, when he was talking like to BB 8, like some of the moments of Poe were a little too hammy for me, but at the same time, I'm like, that's Star Wars. But Sarah, but I did, Sarah. Uh, this will begin to make things right. <laughs> well, I do, yes. There was so much there that's like of the of the cheesy dialogue, of some of the, the crappier dialogue. I was like, oh, but it's so are, Star Wars. Are you, just, are you supposed to talk or am now? I supposed to talk? No, 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 no. no, no. No, we need to go to BB-8 for fuck's sake. I'm joined in Eric's final, cause. Fi- final comment before we get to BB-8 because I want to get there too. Oh, yeah. Fucking Oscar Isaac is 
Isaac. 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 Whatever the fuck. Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Whatever. Big difference. He's got two first names. So goddamn Catholic. He has to say if in the book of Isaac they talk about the book of Oscar Isaac. There should be a book of Oscar Isaac because this dude. He's, He's a classically trained actor. He went to Tish. Are you classically trained? No, sorry, he went to fuck it. He went to Juilliard. Went to my Juilliard apologies. Juilliard with Jessica Ooh, Chastain. Dude, motherfucker's got his MFA from Juilliard in acting. Dude, the fucking um, He's Coen a motherfucker. I'm not finished. Actor. The Coen okay. Brothers movie that he was in, though. Yes, oh. Inside Lewin Davis was amazing. So, so I've seen him in uh, our buddy Andrew Cash, who was on the podcast not too long ago, said it, More and I think it's absolutely now. true. If you look at him in Inside Lewin Davis and in Ex Machina and this movie, three completely different people you're like this dude's fucking amazing he's your apocalypse and he made yeah yeah, and he he made even trite dialogue and there were moments where the dialogue was very trite he made it work and i love fuck it for the the introductions that scene in the tie fighter where they're like did you see that did you see that that was amazing so much fun my one complaint it's my second complaint I don't know. I've lost count. You had a few complaints. I've had a few complaints. You're on number five right now. Yeah, yeah. My only thing was that I love that they gave those little moments to Finn because they, they, when they when they worked, they worked beautifully. Droid, please. Like droid, please. <laughs> or like you know the whole like no here. Look at the one yeah. I'm pointing. This Look one. This where one. I'm pointing. Like, but like it got so boring to see him do that same thing. Like at the very end when he was like, "I'm in control, Phasma. I'm in control." I was like, eh, "That yeah. was a little." Yeah, that was a little. Yeah, over the top, and then but even I'm the okay one where like oh with with. Uh, uh, Han Solo was sort of like, you know, nodding to to, to Ray, and he was like, "Why are you doing that, huh? 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 Why?" Are you? I was just like, "You can let it go sometimes." But when man. you see John Boyega doing his interviews and shit, he's just so oh, flipping no. excited That's to be why in I Star Wars. Him. That's why it's so it good. Oozed, it, it oozed out of his yeah. body. You could tell, like, when you look at movies where they're like shit, and you go, "Well, they look like they were having fun." Not only was this a great a great movie, but yeah. like you could tell that John Boyega is so excited to be a part of it. Like, they could have paid him $5 to do the entire thing, and he would have been like, I'm in fucking Star Wars. I mean, I would be there. He keeps talking about where he's coming from in London, and, like, he's like, I'm a guy from Insert Town, like, and I'm in a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Uh Didn't they pay him $5? Because that's all they had left after paying uh, Harrison Ford. (laughs) That's true. I have a a serious comment. I have a serious comment in relation to that. And then we'll get into BB-8. I know the problem that you you had with that scene, but I'll remind you that just a few minutes before that was one of the greatest pieces of dialogue in the entire fucking movie. And that's when... (laughs) Like just before that, Harrison Ford's like, "That's not how the Force works." Like, <laughs> the whole exchange no, was amazing. Well, the force. That's not how the Force works. It was, and that was again like the best so acting. Because, what did you do? Oh, I was in sanitation. What? What? <laughs> oh, you're cold. And that was a great yeah. homage too. Although I will agree that. Again, in that later scene, the one that you have the problem with the trash compactor thing was also a little much, too. I think. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, it was a little... It was a joke was a little silly. Yeah, okay. I thought it was funny. Fi- final, but... final comment before we go to BB-8. And can we also do BB-8 slash Chewbacca? Because I have a lot we of We need to talk about Chewbacca. Chewie too. We'll get there. Yeah. So, J.J. <laughs> Abrams and Kevin Smith are friends. And Kevin Smith was invited to the set. He got to see That's the set. He is, there's a little callback to Clerks in that with the sanitation line because there's the whole argument where he was talking about how there was a bunch of innocent contractors who were on oh. the second uh, Death Star. That's true. And, they, and he oh. says, they must have hired a bunch of contractors. Could, do you know a stormtrooper who could install a toilet main? And Kevin Smith says, well, now I'm, I, I stand corrected because clearly they can. <gasps> nice. And he got a little emotional. Well, he cries the fucking everything now. But he got a little emotional because mm. someone, for the because he referenced in Star Wars, but for the one brief moment, Star Wars got to reference him. 
Yeah. And he's like, that's fucking awesome. And he couldn't even go to the special screening because he had a prior engagement. Yeah. He was in, actually, I think he was in Colorado. He was in Boulder. Yeah. Thanks, Sean. Way to go, fuckface. All right. (laughs) BB-8. Oh, my God. BB-8. The cutest droid ever. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I was a little worried that was like a new droid, but I love the technology behind it. So I knew that I was going to enjoy like, oh, it's a practical fucking thing on set. Not only did I love the technology behind it, it was like the best character of the new guys. So cute. So cute. And he emoted. I, I mean, how I love R two D two. How could a droid emote that? That droid emoted so much more than R two D two ever did. Oh my, not, my, fav- my favorite moment. My favorite moment was the little lighter. The I thought it was yeah. a thumbs up. I thought I didn't know that was a thumbs up. I thought that, that was, was a middle thumb- finger. Oh no, it was yeah. a thumbs up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That and also when he buzzes, when he when he shocks Finn, when he finds out that he's not really. Yeah. I loved it when it was like when they were like flying with the Millennium Falcon, which because seeing seeing <laughs> yeah. that seeing that in IMAX kind of made me a little nauseous. But um, yeah. but like what yeah, it like flings out the little wires to like just grab on. I loved yeah. so cute. Yeah. Martha's not a Star Wars fan. She's not really into sci-fi that much. You know, opposites attract. But you know, she uh, I dragged her to the movie against her will. She complained the entire time in line. She Ugh. Hated waiting in line. Ugh. And when she got in there, the first scene with BB-8, she was like, I heard this overwhelming, Aww. <laughs> and she loved it so much, she wants to go see it again now. Yeah. Woo! Like, That's awesome. I want one. I, not like the little toy one. I want like the, I the want one that Sparrow made. So, can I say that toy, the, the nice. technology behind BB-8, the actual BB-8, was based on the Sphero toy yeah. that you can buy in stores mm-hmm. that you play around with your iPhone uh-huh. and your iPad. They contacted those guys and they said, can you make a really big one? We have this idea for for a droid for the movie. And they're like, fuck yeah, we can. And they came up and they created this absolutely awesome BB-8, which has now been reverse engineered into a smaller yeah. version made by the same company who um, makes Sphero, which is kind of cool. Actually, they took part of the design from the original R2-D2, who was <laughs> supposed to be spherical, but they were like, hey, it's the 70s. We don't have this technology, so let's go with something else. It's actually That's literally what they said. Yeah, this well, is the 70s. We and don't have that this technology. Is the 70s. <laughs> Guys, input error. <laughs> it's 1976. This technology doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's actually the it's really it's brilliant engineering because he is he is an all-terrain droid. There's other than water. And even then, he might just float. Yeah. You don't know. Here's literally He's nothing. Fucking Jesus. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing he can't roll over. It's it's brilliant. You know, it's, can I just point out one other thing that's on the feminist slant? And I apologize. Oh, don't apologize, baby. But. You keep saying he. Well, they say he in the movie too. I w- I know because he's supposed to be, they say have he, female programming. They say he once in the movie, and it's the idea is actually that that BB-8 was a, is actually a female. But yeah. the thing is, is it's Droids a are, it's a droid. Droids are androgynous. I mean, I I say that. I mean, yes, we've all called R2D2 a he. I'm choosing to call BB-8 an it. Mm. Um, C-3PO definitely has a male voice, so I'm kind of like, kind of like the way I call yeah. Siri she. So, yeah. Although so, he has no genitals. I mean, so, so, but that's the thing though. So there are, in the galaxy, and I have to pull from EU here, because that's the only other reference points there is. But other than other, though. Well, hang Boo. on. Other than, hold, fuck off. Boo I this man. <laughs> I have. There's Boo. There's Shame. Shame. <laughs> only characters that speak are given... Yeah. Genderized programming. Yeah. You see it in TC14. The female protocol droid in episode one. Yeah. Booyah. Drop the mic there. There's a 
a canonical reference. Well, Ryan. she had and, actual genitalia. She and, had the, and the midwife bought in episode three, too, had yep. feminine tones to it. They've never Don't be specified. Proud that you are throwing these out as like references. There's, <laughs> they've never specified that an astromech droid has gendered programming. Mm -hmm. And I never thought of R2D2 as a guy, ever. Yeah. I just thought if he's just a. It's just well, if it's a girl and they have a man inside of it, oh man! But if it, no, hey, if R two if R two D R two is masculinely programmed and BB eight is femininely programmed, great, awesome, yeah. cool. I just can I, I still say awesome C three PO was a male droid that was femininely programmed. <laughs> I I loved femininely, femininely. Like, I loved like BB eight like checking in with R two D two and like that whole Tapping thing him. of just kind of like. Hey, friend. Like, <laughs> like this coin, kind of like this whole, like, dad, yeah. dad. Like, that's the way I felt. They're just, yeah. oh, it was so heartwarming. There's, just, there's so much personality. And they had two separate voice actors lend to the actual Bill voices. Hader. Bill Hader. Yeah. And who was the other one? The other one was, um, oh, God, he's on Parks and Rec. He's um, Aziz Ansari's, like, obnoxious friend. What the hell is that comedian's name? I don't know. Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. Oh, May that yeah. Schwartz be oh, with you. May that Schwartz If you look him up, you see him. I think I think BB-8 just has so much personality and so much character and just the little head wobble mm -hmm. and the little ways that he kind of looks so curious and mischievous at you. He's absolutely like a child. Uh, or it's like a child or whatever. With like the one little eye. Yeah. Or when he gets sad, you... Oh. And then his head actually like sinks. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. tears. It was so I mean, whereas, whereas like R2-D2 just kind of like jostles or like kind of like rocks back and forth or whatever or like and Kenny Baker's well, doing the best like, he can so, I mean Kenny Baker <laughs> was Kenny. great alright and I love don't get me wrong I love R2-D2 but like it's nice to see that like they definitely had a technology advancement over 30 years yeah I'm gonna call it right now uh huh the the next movie they're gonna do then one of the non main storyline movies is gonna be a buddy cop movie with R2 <laughs> and, and BB-8 I but they're gonna solve. They're gonna solve. It's gonna be. It's gonna be rated R, and they're gonna solve actual murder cases. Oh shit! But they're not gonna have any subtitles. It's just gonna be beeping and whooping, uh, and murder. Yeah, and <laughs> and somehow BB-8's gonna smoke a cigarette the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. Please, look. I won't say anything. Just let me go. <laughs> God. Can we talk about? Um, We'll, are we done talking about BB-8? No, no, we can be done talking about BB-8 because I feel like we need to talk about Chewie and I feel like we need to talk about Maz. Well, I wanted to quickly just throw in C-3PO since we were in the droid oh, area yeah, of the conversation. Oh, yeah, one red arm now. And like, well, just gold by the end of the movie. Just how quickly he was just like, again, it was a very fan service rushed part. Where I, but I got to say, I loved his introduction. He's like, oh, you probably don't remember me because of my red arm. And like, it was such a C-3PO type yeah, thing for like, him to Yeah, it's like, you're such a dweeb. Said. And I loved how he turns around and like the look that Leia gives him is like, get, shut the fuck up, get yeah, out of the way. Um, like like everyone, three <clears throat> preview. We don't, we've been wanting to say it. We love you, but just everyone just can't stand you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I didn't like that scene at all. Really, I felt I felt like he was so forced. Oh, on absolutely, us and, he was in your face, and I just no, I felt like but it, I, but I that's know. how he has been the whole time. He's he always, always interrupts emotionally charged situations. It's true. Yeah, but I just I didn't want. I, I agree, and I think it would have been funny later on. I just didn't like it that that was his reintroduction to the film. No, I I liked it. I to me to have the homecoming with Han and Leia, and then having oh, it's a perfect callback I mean, to Empire. Like, when like the thing yeah. opens and he's like looking for it as if he's at a train station. Yeah. Like, uh, and then their introduction when yeah. she's like, he's like, hey. The know, funny like, thing is, is the same jacket. Space like, of Blanca. Jacket. Can I say I love the? <laughs> We've I love said the it before. Fact, 
space of long So her, she called, like, when Carrie Fisher talks about her costuming in this movie, she was like, oh, yeah, you mean my, like, sexy gas station attendant outfit? <laughs> or my baboon hair? My baboon butt hair? <laughs> it was a way for them to do the buns without doing the buns. I know, it was so Her funny. daughter did it, actually. Yeah. Well, her daughter was in the movie. Yeah, yeah. her daughter was she in the movie. She was the one count, like, count, like, on the, like, screen person. I was like, General, something bad's happening. Yeah. She was the, <laughs> <laughs> she was the one that was on the screen. That one cunt that was on the screen. That one blonde cunt. I fucking hate that bitch. That was cold, Dave. Worst trouble uh, ever. Okay. I've seen less coldness come from Ann Coulter. <laughs> okay, okay. Chewy. Chewy, Chewy, Chewy. They gave chewy, him chewy, so chewy. much more to do this time. They gave yeah. him more to do and at the chewy, same time. Chewy, Chewy. Oh, baby. <laughs> That we gotta go. <laughs> 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 like they they reworked the mask in a way where Peter Mayhew's expressions could go yes. through. Like yeah. I actually saw acting from Chewbacca. You first. Okay. So one of one of my friends said like Chewie got really soft this movie. It was too much, and I'm like. Chewie has always, always been, been a big softy. Are you kidding me? Like he's he's, oh, he's been a big cuddly dog. Yeah, he's a big cuddly time. dog, but he's also amazing with his fucking crossbow blaster that and he's piling oh. people fucking up and used. throwing them. Yeah. What? I, I love where Han goes. Hey, I like this. Thing. <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about, Sean? What? What are you talking about, Sean? No, I was thinking of something stupid. Go on. It's the weed. Okay. It's the I, weed. I mean, I mean, you're kind of like the chewy. Of the mice podcast. and men. I was thinking it was like a mice and <laughs> oh, men. Oh, like, like, I'm nice and soft, but I'll crush your face. <laughs> <laughs> chewy so is Lenny. I will no. also title no. Chewy is Lenny. No. I will no. love him. I will pet him, and I will call him Finn. <laughs> what about the clones, George? What, I was no, so because, happy. No, because that would be really sad if Han never had to like shoot Chewy in the well, back. Now we don't. Have to worry about it because Ron's dead. Sarah is getting for class. Wow, that's what they should have. That's happen. what they should have done instead of get rid of Han. Just like oh, I mean, like I just oh. like or Chewie goes rabid like... and then they old yellow style. I just feel like in an alternate universe, on, like Chewie. like like I feel like in an alternate universe, like Chewie, like Chewie also fell in love with Leia and accidentally ripped her arms off and killed her, and then. <laughs> And then, yeah, and then he's just like, Chewie, Jesus. why don't you look out there and, like, shoot him in the back of the head with his blaster? And that, like, I don't want that to happen, oh, ever. God. You built this scene up way too much. Yeah. But That's also, how advice of men works. I know it does. <laughs> Folks, his- Chewbacca is a Wookiee. Chewbacca comes from Endor. <laughs> uh, oh, the Wookiee defense. If Chewbacca is a Wookiee, you must <laughs> It did not make thin. <laughs> uh, and he comes did from that make fit? I know. No, it was. I'm no, it does South not Park. make oh. fit. Fuckhead. Um, wow. Whoa. Wow. Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> What's your problem? Blame it on the gloog. No, no, I'm just fucking around. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm just fucking around. I'll just put you down because it's fun. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, fuckhead. <laughs> but I mean, Chewbacca at this point is a Wookiee. Those th- As if you <laughs> no, there's no, 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 no. Hold on. I, I have Chewbacca is from Andor. You must quit. Wookies live to be like 600 fucking years old. Yeah. Yeah. He was a warrior and like he was a spry warrior during the Republic. That was like 60 years ago. The old one. Yes, the old one. The old, the OG Republic, if you will. I I get it. So 
if is he soft by yeah he is because his war days are really over he's I just, just assisting with smuggling now. i was just so happy that after three movies of him carrying that fucking crossbow around it finally it's called a bow got caster, Dave. It's called i don't a bow fucking caster. care brian shut and up it was so rad to see it finally, it finally it like, kicks ass too and i just love him because like in all the other movies like he's had it but he's never actually fired it and if they have, they never like they, they were like, ah, budget's too much. Okay, we don't see the laser; it's invisible. Well, I but love like, the, like when it shoots, it and then like fucking five goddamn stormtroopers go flying off, and you're oh, like, yeah, damn, and just, son, the, him and him wounded. losing it, him losing his shit as soon as Han dies, and just being yeah. like, oh, he oh like my presses God. that button to ignite the bombs. I just, Oh, I, I mean, it's well, like rage is a thing. No, I mean, like seriously, like that was like truly one of the most. Yeah. Oh yeah honest and heartbreaking moments in the entire franchise yeah to have chewie just lose his best friend lose i mean we've we've seen we've seen chewie get upset and cry before but like there was something deep there to just and it's weird seeing him like pilot the millennium falcon by himself to pick up ray and finn yeah, like, yeah. yeah. and, and you can tell he's, he's, he's so sad when he's doing it too. Oh man! Although to kind of bring it back to some levity, though, when like he's getting checked out by the doctor and she's like, "Oh wow, that looks bad." <laughs> she goes, "Well, you must have been a very brave boy." And he's just like, <laughs> I, "I know." It's <laughs> probably like, was she hitting on Chewie? <laughs> like, I just love that they gave Chewbacca yeah. more to do instead of just being like, "I'm here." I'm like, just they, a big walking dog. They, make, they, they gave him a yeah. soul. Yeah. yeah, and I love that they did that. Yeah, yeah, and obviously Peter Mayhew wasn't in the suit the entire like he was there for like the close up shots of him standing and or sitting, but there was no way. Yeah, the with, man with is quiet. His, yeah, his yeah. health is too bad for him yeah. too. But he's so funny. He's, he was oh, great. God, he's just, so just good. And I think his IMDb picture is the most ridiculous picture I've ever seen on IMDb. <laughs> but what I what I actually really love him wearing a chewy shirt. To, I know. To to foreshadow toward the next films, what I think is really amazing is how how quickly Chewie took to Ray. Because Wookiees are not trusting untrusting species. They're they are very reluctant to build bonds with other people. But yet Is that this, part of the EU? That's I mean, you can kind of see it with Luke too. <laughs> wow, Dave. Wait, wow. Can, can we can we call this episode EU? Um No, yeah, their 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 bond is so Set yeah. by the time she's, she's she left. is kind of Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. Yes, with the vagina. I'm just saying. With like, the vag. With the with, they call it the with vag, the Brian. the classy sassiness of Leia. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, and a little bit of Death Stare of Grand Moff Tarkin. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fucking okay. I want to talk about Moss, but but now I'm talking about like okay, the First Order. Like, did they straight up just, like, go to Hitler's flag maker yeah. and be like, I want my job? Like, yeah. Uh, so we got lots of rad material like, left over. Obviously, <laughs> like, uh, like, obviously there was... Now, before you, know, you had a little bit of a gear pattern, I think we could do something different with this. Now, let me consult with Hugo Boss real quick. <laughs> we actually we, made some new helmets. Get... They were Iron yeah. Eagle helmets, but they didn't like them. We I just painted some white. It was fine. What, where, where did you get these from? They were unused victory banners. <laughs> I just, I feel like obviously... We the, shot our loads. Like, the Nazi undertones have always been there. But, but this it, was huge. This was like, I mean... The, I saw North speech, Korea too. In that. His I speech, mean, it was like a crescendo, and he's like shouting. And he even hate. They all, yeah, they all hailed, yeah. Salute. And and like, I mean, there space was space Nazi salute. Like even like That's even the, the leaders time. of the first order, and I'm like, 
I was like, they're practically the Aryan poster child right now. You just need to dye their hair except blonde. They have, except they have black And we <laughs> will destroy the Republic! And it's just like, wow. I mean... Have we, have, we, have we clarified yet the plant, one of the plants that was destroyed when the, the first Starkiller experiment, was that Coruscant? No, no, it was not. But it was another metropolitan-looking plant. It was the new home of the Republic. Yeah. That's okay. what I'm saying. That's, so I basically they, quote, quote destroyed the Republic by doing that. They destroyed yeah. the entire the, Senate the entire and Senate. a whole shit ton of people it's on like, several different planets. It's like Jesus. somebody... But how, did, but that it was like somebody blowing movie, up though. the UN. Yeah. It's That's not, it was clear. I, it's, it's obviously that it's clear after a few viewings. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look like Coruscant. Okay. But here's the thing. The planet they're on as they're watching the destruction, is that in the same exact system? And if it is, I don't know. why wasn't there a sixth unconventional laser blast that then blows up that planet? That's one of those things you kind of have to like let go. Cause, oh, yeah, you, it's mean, you mean like the way that it sucks everything out of a star oh, and then shoots a beam into space that can somehow travel faster than light yet appear to be traveling it far slower than that? It was a plot device to just show and then it breaks how off big of a dick into, the, the New Order yeah. has. That, that's all that that was. What, star David, killer? what kind of shirt am I wearing right now? A t-shirt? What kind of t-shirt? What's on the t-shirt? Christmas know. on Mars. It's, it's Christmas on Mars. Shirt. That's fucking... It's, but God Eric, damn it, I'm a space enthusiast. Just let me have my moment. <laughs> it, is, it is fantasy. Space is just the... The, the canvas they are using to illustrate their points. It doesn't have to make sense. It's magic. It's space magic. Space It's magic fucking space sense. magic. <laughs> Eric is crying. Eric is This is done. bullshit. <laughs> this is fucking okay. bullshit. Okay, we, Eric, we Eric, Star Wars is yeah. real. Space isn't real, okay? That's just a giant <laughs> black curtain, and if you go far enough up there, you'll open it, and God and your dead relatives are there, okay? <laughs> Eric, Eric, I have a mean to say this. Eric, I've been meaning to say this, say this for a long time. Now that we're, we're we're in the presence of loved ones, they never landed on the moon. Oh my god! The Earth is actually Jesus flat. Christ. Oh my god! I'm oh, no. like, I'm in Colorado. Down. No, no, no. I'm relax. putting my money on Eric. Relax, relax Eric. Not even funny, man. Trial by Not combat. Next, he's gonna say and shit Stanley about Kubrick directed Star it. Trek. Just wait, just wait. He's gonna do it. Oh, you mean the? Inf I can't. Don't, I Brian. Can't. I, that would violate our treaty. Right. So let's talk about Mas Kanata, shall yeah. we? So obviously, new so basically, aliens built the pyramids, is what we're saying. <laughs> I hate you all. No, Ross, it was not. It was not aliens. Cool. It was apocalypse. I Duh. Moving on. I need more of this fireball right now. Um, no, you don't. <laughs> I think she's less of a Yoda and more like I. I definitely want more of Mas Kanata. Go ahead. So how do you guys feel about her being all CG? I liked it. it I liked good it. To me. It held up. I, the film did such a good job of bridging both the CG and practical effects together that I didn't even really feel the she CG. Didn't, it didn't feel CG to me. I just know that somebody somebody I know, Brian Knapp, if you're if you're listening, he definitely oh, posted up on fucking called He, he definitely posted on Facebook. He's like, if it doesn't need to be CG, don't do it as CG. Like, yeah. fine. Well, I then, thought. I then thought. Let's find a nine foot tall man to be. I Snoke. feel like Lupin. <laughs> I didn't like nine foot. Snoke. Ninety foot tall. Yeah, man, he's a hologram projection. He's way smaller than. I that. know that, but it. I mean, to me, it. it did feel a little like Wonderful Wizard of Oz kind yeah. of thing. You mean like the giant Palpatine we see in Episode Five? Yeah. Sure. That's Wait, definitely Wizard Death, of Oz because uh, it's Darth, just a floating Darth Plagueis. Head. Is that who we're talking about? No. Well, let's get to that in a second. So let's, so, talk, let's so talk about Moz with, first. with Moz, um, Love the voice acting with Lupita Nyong'o. Oh my Jeez. god, she was yeah. so good. has such a, like the voice was so commanding. It had such wisdom, and like it totally lent to having like this older character. Yeah. Um, I love that she's been around since the since the prequels. Yeah, basically I love before that. 
you know, before that, and like, I just, I want more Maz. And, and I loved how they were like, how she's like, how'd you get that? And she goes, that's a story for another time. Well, because we're going to find out. Yeah, exactly. Maz, 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 Maz. <laughs> so if you ever wanted proof that there are, uh, there's like a third or fourth parties of Force users that are not Jedi or Sith. Yeah. She's one of them. Yeah. yeah she's she says, like... I'm no Jedi, but I feel the Force. Yeah. Meaning she understands that she can kind of use it. She's the there, Oracle folks. from the Matrix. <laughs> or, or she's like she's like a, a churchgoer, but she's not a priest. Yeah. But but then the other, or she leads the prayer group and does Sunday mass, or no, does like the Sunday uh, kids group kind of thing. But she's not a priest. Okay, no. But the other thing that I totally got from her when I first met her, I was like, oh, it's Edna from The Incredibles. Ah, no kips, no kips. Like totally reminded you me of Edna. Pull yourself together. I also really love the fact that, like, okay, yes, she was CG close up when she, you know, like when you really see her, the distant shots of her walking. That's a little person. Yeah. Oh, and also right. she was uh, uh, good Lupita mix of was practical on, and CGI. Lupita yeah. was on set mm-hmm. for all those scenes. Right. So yeah, she, yeah could, she did mocap for yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So it was. So they were acting against an actual person. Yeah. Instead of like a tennis ball. Yeah. Oh, yum. <laughs> I I thought her character was just really cool. Yes, maybe plot device, but also really good for world building at the same time too. To kind of like have this. Oh yeah. Totally fucking rad. Like pirate practically steampunk pirate queen type thing and like i just she was just really cool but to be fair i mean we say plot device and we've said it several times this entire movie was just in order to get us to eight and nine yeah exactly i mean that's that's literally what this movie was but they did it in such a way that you were like i'm fine with that i'm fine with you take me on the ride like if you if this is like the prologue to be like hey like we got to kind of do this stuff in order for eight and nine to make sense which side note Read something today that said that Abrams was talking to Greg Grunberg. I sent it to you, Brian. Yeah, yeah, it was so to cool. To Greg Grunberg, uh, Grunberg, Grunberg, yeah, Grunberg, who has been in like all of J.J. Abrams stuff. He was the new. They're calling him the new Porkins. He was the guy. He's with, a, like, he the, was Snap Wexley. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. with like the grizzly beard. Yeah, they're calling him the new that's Porkins. So that's, up. It is fucked up. Um, but he's good friends with Abrams, and he went on record saying that Abrams came to him and said, "I'm so upset. I passed on Episode Eight because the script is that good." And he goes, yeah. he's never said that, ever. Yeah. So. And it's starting to <clears throat> shoot in January. You heard a guy start jerking off now. Because I'm Ryan Johnson, motherfucking brick, oh. motherfucking Lupa. <laughs> Nerd, circle be jerk. All right. Uh. Um, I, I, wanna, I was just reading this and my mind just went. Because everyone's trying to figure out what Ray's lineage is. Like Sean talked about it, it might be Luke's daughter. Some people think it might be Obi-Wan's daughter. That's my theory. I, I'm ruling out Han and Leia. Did anyone notice the resemblance between Shmi and Ray? What mm. if what if Vader fathered another child after Luke and Leia? And that child was hidden away for some reason. After uh, wasn't his dick turned off from lava? I'm just gonna or say that. What if Ray he could is have the used, reincarnation? Could be a force child too. I read that too. Yeah, that what? she's the reincarnation of Anakin. Whoa. Or reincarnate. Oh, that was that's a new yep. theory that's out there right now, yep. and it's hot that people are saying that she is Anakin reincarnated, which is why she's more powerful than Re- than Kylo Ren, because he even says like she's got more power than she's that she's aware. And why of. she has the flashback so vividly too. 
Or she's just a really awesome new character that doesn't need to be related to anyone and just so happens to be able to use the Force like every other fucking Jedi that's ever come before her, including Master Yoda, who is also a severe badass. Eric, no, no. no. What, if Yoda, what if Yoda got it on and she's part Muppet? Exactly. And I know. Ending. Now I, mean, I mean, I'm just saying she she's got a walk and stick too. Um, can we... Go ahead. I just I have to say this quickly, and Brian, I know you want to end this thing, and I just have to say this very quickly to all the cross guard naysaying motherfuckers out there. You'd be proven wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, proven honestly, wrong. Oh, it's the majority of people love this movie, and the few people out there, you're gonna go down in the annals of history <laughs> for being dicks. Here's the thing. I really right? hope that that's the case and that we're not all going to look back on this and remember the early reviews of episode one where No, because it. even when I was 15, look, I was like, I don't know about episode one. Yeah, it's true. I think I think the thing is, too, is that you've got so many fanboys out there. And this is the one thing that I, I granted, we're in a room full of fanboys. But like, I think there's like there's two different types, fanboys and girls, fan people, whatever, fan nerds, whatever. Fan I, persons. I, fan persons. Fan <laughs> whatever's not going to get me shanked right now. I didn't say anything. Fanimists. 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 Yeah. The, the thing is, is that, like, there's two different types, right? There are the people who are like us, who appreciate it, who try to find the good in it, they, they, that acknowledge the fact that there are flaws, and then there are those who are just straight up going like, that's not how it used to be. Shut the fuck up. Like, you are the reason why... Think you're why we can't have nice things. <laughs> why are you looking at me, dude? Because I have to look at the mic. You are the reason why we can't have nice things because all you do is just sit there and bitch and complain and moan about how it's not this and it's not that. You're never going to be pleased. Just find the fucking good in it and shut the fuck up. Just talk to a therapist and get over your fucking misery and don't direct your anger at. I'm available. A Star Wars <laughs> must be the way that I have made it up in my mind. I, does it? You know what? That's what fanfic is for. You can always write out your Guys, fanfic and change it. I just realized that's why I'm adult. doing the Luke and Leia incest fanfiction. I have a whole new market right now. I can market my therapeutic abilities. Yeah, to you can. Traumatize Star Wars nerds. Oh my god, you totally can. Can we? Can we take as, as we're wrapping up? Can we take like just two seconds to say what we're hoping? To see, because we did that when we did the seven, eight, nine. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's what do we hope episode eight hope? is going to have? Is going to be like what, what? What do we want in episode eight, um, Sarah? I want Ray's backstory. I want to see the the relationship between her and Luke as a sort of mentor pupil situation. Although I think Luke's going to run away for a little bit before he's going to he's going to be reluctant to get back into that role. I feel I feel like. I mean, there was that random rumor that Kathleen Kennedy said everybody you see here on the red carpet at the London premiere is going to be. It's not rumor; it's a, it's fact at this point. Well, she quoted. Yeah, it's there's quoted, flashbacks though. You could have flashbacks. She I, force ghost. No. He's well, that's not a the thing. Force. He can't be a force ghost. Han cannot be a force ghost because he doesn't have the force. No. And I don't. I don't think it's going to be flashbacks because I feel like Star Wars doesn't really do flashbacks except for the well, moment where she touched the lightsaber. That they'd have to do that in flashbacks. You no, you don't. You can talk about it. She had a flashback. Oh, okay. You can talk about it. And be like, yes, uh, like I mean, she had they didn't. And they didn't have a flashback to to Anakin and fucking Padme fucking when he said, "Luke, I am your father." Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the new special edition. <laughs> Cut to <laughs> Cut to <laughs> 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 No. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like that wasn't like a, like a close up CGI shot because that's what Lucas would do. A little sperm Luke going like, Woo! you know, like the force is strong with this one. If he had done that, the if he had done that, like, like the, the egg would have looked like, and like the, a like and a the fucking... egg is the Death Star. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a little X Fighter. Yeah, Tie Fighters, which are actually little spermicidal lubricant molecules. So, I mean, I'm I'm really curious to see if Han is somehow going to make a comeback, even if it's maybe an image or something like that. Because the more Harrison Ford I see, the happier I am. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Be right. I would love to see. I mean, I've already said it. Kind of, I, I want to see Luke kick ass. I know he's going to be reluctant to maybe take on the role of being a master uh, to an apprentice. Master but there's blaster. nothing to say that if he's not in danger, if he's if he's not going to throw down because he's a Jedi, and that's what Jedi's do when. Battle is unavoidable. So, it him getting into some major duel, pref- preferably with Kylo Ren, would be fucking amazing. Or even cooler, dare I say it, Ray and Luke taking on Kylo Ren together would be also fucking yeah, double team that amazing. Yeah, yeah. I want to see more of uh, Finn's backstory. I know I originally said Rin for some reason. I think it was because of the glug. Um, but I you, were, you had just watched Footloose. That's <laughs> but you know what? There was some weird, funny little rumor that was saying that he's Lando Carlisian's son. And Cal- I just Cal- think that's Calrissian? hilarious. Calrissian. Cal- it's Cal- the glug. Billy D. Williams. The glug strikes back, everybody. I'm sorry. <laughs> the people yeah. are saying that uh, they're, they're racist. They're just saying because he's a darker complexion. <laughs> like he's a darker guy. Wouldn't that be so fucking cool, though? I mean, it would be kind yeah. of shitty of I mean, Lando I to do... say he had to give up his child to the Empire for, like, money or something. Yeah! I do want to see Lando so come fucked. in. Lando was way better a guy than that. If they can bring, Is he? If they he can betrayed his Akbar friend to the Empire. In. Maybe maybe that's why Leia and Han had a breakup was because she dumb, you know, had some... Oh, shit. Had some... <laughs> had, had, had a some, wild night! Had some Cloud City fever. I told you, yeah, she likes scoundrels. <laughs> I do, um... I didn't want to interrupt. I'm you? done, that's all. I want to see what broke up. Han and Leia, because I also want to know if it was that that fucked with with Ben Solo, because clearly something made that father son relationship fractured. Something I I, I want to see, and maybe that's where Han, Harrison comes back in, is that we get to see that flashback of why Ben Solo is the way that he is. Um, I'm like Sarah. I want to see the the new Mark. I want to see Mark Hamill and. Uh, you know, Daisy uh, kind of doing like the, the pupil mentor thing. I think that's going to be a great thing. I also want to see her interact with Chewie. Yeah. And have like yeah. their own little like Han Solo Chewie kind of moments. And I wanted to, I, you know, and, and I kind of want to see like I'm all down for like Poe and like John Boyega. If that was a thing, like that'd be great. But I also, I, I'm also down to see like Finn and Ray get together because they have such great chemistry together that if they did go the pretty stereotypical route of like boy meets girl and they fall in love, I know it's not going to be bad because they play off each other so well that I believe it. We could have all three. It could be a Sith, uh, you oh. know, the, the, the Sith three way, you know. Yeah, it's like fucking through his company. Yeah. Two Jackson and Chrissy. I can feel your anger. <laughs> so I'm actually really astonished that no one has said this yet, but. Uh, the end of the movie both referenced their further training. One was said, one was unsaid, but I would love to see the first act of episode eight do exactly that. I want to see Ray. Yeah, I want to see Ray. No, not, not montage. montage. <laughs> Although that would be kind of awesome with the Star Wars <laughs> music in the background. <laughs> no, I think I think Ray's, I will break you. Ray's Ray. training. 
uh, at the new at the old Jedi Temple, I'm and then you, you would keep cutting to Kylo Ren's training mm. on wherever the fuck that's gonna happen. Ooh. And if I if this movie was summed up by me by the word trust, I think the next movie would be summed up by the word like growth. Yes. I think both characters are gonna grow in the exact opposite direction and it's going to be like a rubber band they're going to be stretch 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 and then they're going to come smashing together and it's going to be insane and everyone else around them's all going to get pulled into this like the actual black hole that they should have used as a super weapon oh, and <laughs> and uh i think it'll be a glorious movie quick piggyback onto that and then Sean i just wanted to say that it was they made mention of how why kylo ren was cuz they wanted to see a rise of a new hero but they also wanted to see the rise of a villain so i think that's totally on the money yeah. to see that person grow into their villainous instead of just being fully yep. baked. It's yeah, what To tie this all together and to end this, what I want to see in the next ones, and that is whatever. Fucking, I trust you guys. This goes back to trust, which is what Eric said. This wasn't just a, a whole script about trust. This whole movie is also yeah. an act of like, please trust us that we have this fucking franchise down. And please, like, it was trust for the audience and the studio, and it was also trust throughout the whole thing. I fucking trust them. Whatever. Do whatever the fuck you want. Trust the flaws. I think <laughs> there's not much more that can be said. Everyone just did the space Nazi. No, it's, <laughs> I'm sorry. Roxy was trying to hold a cookie up to her lip like it was a mustache, but then she ended up kind of doing the Hitler finger, so then we just started hiling Roxy. <laughs> Boy. So it just got weird. Sheep. It just got weird. Nazis in Spain. <laughs> uh, Welcome back to another so... episode of Nazis in Space. Do we want to do feedback or do we want to? They see will the be one? free of capitalist commercial interruption. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I think I I just. I just don't think we have time. We like, don't have time. We, it, this uh, has been a long episode. But I, what I do want to say, guys, is thank you for all the engagement we've gotten over uh, Facebook and uh, Twitter of late. Thank you for all the holiday wishes. It's been great. And we'll thank you of... for being a friend. Yeah. Thank yeah, you for indeed. being a friend. If it's a car you like, I'd really buy you a Cadillac. Betty In White space! With a lightsaber. Did you guys see that online? Betty White with a lightsaber in the other. Yeah. Pretty awesome. So, if you guys do want to send us some feedback or get in contact with us, you can find us on social media Facebook, Twitter, ner- uh, and Instagram. Just search for Nerdonomy. You'll find us, I promise you. You can also go to Nerdonomy. Com, click the talk to us button send us an email we'd love it also we have contact information on there if you want to leave us a voicemail or send us a package there's a lot of really cool things you guys can do while you're on our website or just a letter you know or no pressure like whatevs we, 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 we really want someone to try no like bombs. take up Jesus. You know, calligraphy <laughs> and like send us a letter on parchment that'd be great that'd be yeah. great um, you don't have coat of arms just saying you could use <laughs> the force if you're so inclined but really <clears throat> the most important thing that you guys could do for us is um, spread the word of nerd you can tell your friends you can share this podcast with other people to go ahead and I don't know, maybe spark your own debates about Star Wars. I know you guys love to argue yes. with us while you're driving. <laughs> um, why don't you uh, tell your friend how much you like to argue with us yes. while you're driving? And Use the a... podcast to offend and shock your grandmother during the holiday, <laughs> guys. <laughs> and, uh, all... and give a review on iTunes. I just need to end with a PSA. We all love Star Wars. Don't argue and drive. It's dangerous. <laughs> it's it's it really is. You're and, putting and, your and don't spoil shit for people either, you jackasses. Yeah. Fucking Reddit.
I mean, whether you're driving an El Camino or a Carillion Cruiser, I'm just saying, don't <laughs> argue and drive. <laughs> Aren't you the one that made the Kessel run in 14 seconds? It was 12! Oh my god. Par- Which, parsecs, way, David. Parsecs. I heard a really good <sighs> argument about the parsecs thing, by the way. Anyway, go on. I got my own too, I didn't say it right. Nerds, it is that time. So until we meet again, may the force be with you. And mm. tune into our next exciting episode. Same nerd time, same nerd channel. Nerdonomy.com. Bye! See ya! Star Wars! <laughs> and roll credits. And now, famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. That's not how the force works. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. That's pretty good. That's a good one.